All right, Joe. Uh, well, it's uh, f April 15th, normally tax day. Oh, so I haven't done mine. Uh, you haven't? No. Oh, boy. Well, I had started them, and then... I gave you a link, too, for a free file. Right, and then I started it, and then when we got the extension, I just kind of put it on the back burner, because, as you know, things have been crazy at work, so I just had kind of... I've, dra I've dragged my feet, but it was intentional. Producer Phil has a theory about waiting till the last minute, too, right? There you go. <laughs> you get an extra month this year. Normally, I get mine in early. I just, I just hadn't this year for no reason. Then just as a volunteer tax preparer, I'm not happy about the month extension. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to volunteer for another month. Well, no, we're only we're doing three additional weeks. So That's last still... week was the first of three, so we got two more left. But That's still uh, so it's just after seven o'clock on Thursday night. We're watching. Uh, the Kentucky volleyball team play in their well. It's the second round of the tournament, but they, they got to buy right. the first round. They're playing UNLV in the first set. They're up 11 to seven. So, so if we're a little distracted, we're not even looking at each other really. We're watching the game on the big screen. So, we so, apologize. But um, growing up, uh, Nebraska is a big volleyball state. Right. Uh, and that's partly because of the volleyball program that was the built. The Big Ten as a whole. Yeah, but, I mean, that was Big 8 at the time. Oh, true. Yeah. So the volleyball program that was built um, in the late 70s, early 80s at the University of Nebraska, which is, you know, not the time when girls when girls athletics got going, but, you right. know, within 10 Free to 15 line. years of it. And so, um, but I think if Kyle were here, he could hear it too because he, he's heard it. But there were... There were people, there were women playing rural volleyball in Nebraska in like, you know, the 30s and 40s. Sure. So it's always been, so uh, my high school, uh, I think it's probably known as a wrestling and volleyball school. Right. Those were the pre predominant, like perennial good sports. Uh, so I've always been a pretty big volleyball fan. Um, did not get, at Nebraska, at the time they played in a 4,000, seat arena which okay. was always sold out so yep. I, yep. so i got to go to a regional um match i think my fifth year fourth or fifth year nice but that's really all the only volleyball experience i had but then you and i early in our well not or probably halfway through our friendship somehow picked up on going to volleyball games yeah shortly, afternoons. yeah shortly after you and Lindsay started dating i think it all kind of happened at the same yeah. time, but we have one we have one claim to fame, right? Yeah, we do. We do. So, well, I guess it was uh, probably four years ago. Kentucky right. was Kentucky. Yeah, they, yeah, this current team were freshmen. Yep. So it would have been exactly four years ago. Kentucky was hosting a regional for or the super first regional time. for the first time. Yep. And Nebraska came here to play, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we had, you were like Johnny on the spot. You got front row seats. Uh, Opposite the bench. Yep. Uh, but so either before one of the games or like between games, well, we... Back up. We, well, we had decided we made all those signs. Like Kyle, mm -hmm. I commissioned Kyle. Kyle in, at the University of Florida, Kyle's a huge volleyball guy. And he had made all these signs and dressed up and he loved it. So I think that's probably why, part of, partially why it started is because he moved, had moved here and he was big into it. But he would make all these signs. And so the first year the year you're talking about, we came up with the phrases that we wanted and stuff, but Kyle made these signs. Yeah. And we had caught the attention of the players and the fans because we were directly across from them. Or I say it's just the players' families 
we were directly across from them. So sorry, I didn't yep. cut you off, but figured that was necessary. So, but between, like, as we were waiting for one of the games to start, uh, we decided to go drink before pregame, before the game. Sounds like us. So, I don't know why, um, but we ended, we were at Two Keys, which... Well, we had started at Tin Roof. Oh, and we, we had, we had, had lunch down. and had some okay. drinks. And we're like, well, we still have a little bit of time. Let's go to Two Keys for a couple beers. Well, I shot. think because at the time, they had a full complement of... Country Boy beers they on did. tap. And it was a Saturday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, yes. So we were there sitting at the bar, and then this group of people came in that you could tell were volleyball fans, but they, um, you know, there was, a, appeared to be a mom and a grandma and a brother and a brother's friend. And we were like, we were like, you and I were like playing a game. Like, like do you think What's they're, the dynamic? yeah, like yeah. who are they? What's going on? Which we play often. Yeah. So, <laughs> we, so long story short, it was, Gabby Curry, who is now the senior libero on Tom, the she team. She was a freshman. She was a freshman. And she and was, played. Yeah, it was her mom and her grandma, her brother and her brother's friend, who's kind of like an adopted brother, mm -hmm. too. And so uh, we were doing shots with grandma and brother. Brother, This brother, well, it's a very athletic family. Their dad, Buddy, uh, played, played in the NFL. Played in the NFL. Um, For the Falcons. Yep. They have... And two older brothers who I think played uh, at least a little bit professional baseball. Um, her other brother just graduated from his fifth year of playing football at Georgia Tech. So right. a very athletic family. Um, so that was the start of really a four-year friendship yeah. <laughs> with Dawn, the mom, who Joe and I have been texting tonight. She's in Omaha at the at the thing. So well, so when we had met, sorry, just to backtrack a little. Yeah. So the family's from just outside Atlanta because that's where they settled down after his playing career. The, the fathers, um, and so she was recruited to come here. And so the someone who's at Georgia Tech and Gabby's here, like they both played in the fall. And yeah. so they would always be back and forth. And so we said, hey, next time you're in town, we, we want to show you Lexi. Like we want to meet up with you. And so we kind of started a friendship based on that. And so when they would come in town. We ended up not meeting them very often outside of volleyball, but every match we would go say hello yep. and, and see them. So, which this year is kind of sucks because uh, we haven't really. Well, yeah, um, it was well two years ago. They didn't even play. Yeah. Or no, I guess they finished last fall. So it's been, but it's been over a year since we really got to see them. Yeah. And then, and with you having a baby, it kind of right. limited what how much you could come go as well. Sure. So. So that is our tie to UK volleyball. Uh, we kind of grown up with these the seniors on the team this year, uh, but it is by far the best Kentucky volleyball team I've seen. Absolutely. Um, and you know they were good four years ago. They've been, they've been good all four years. But they're a lot. They're really good now. I feel like. All right. So Joe, what are you sipping on tonight? So a couple weeks ago, Rock House had offered a like an Easter basket. Yeah, four pack. we talked about it. Okay, so I finally was able to pick it up. Um, I had to pick it up after Easter, um, and so I ended up scooping it up. And it was four different beers. Sorry, when yes. you went, was there an empty tomb? No, because it was Monday. <laughs> It had already been. <laughs> Jamie's really proud of himself right now. Um, so I went Are on Monday. Carrying spices and bandages. <laughs> no, it was a stop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that stinks for Gabby. Um, so I've had four beers. There's four beers. I'm on the third one. The first two were so-so, uh, but this one is called 
Um, in Mother Russia, Chocolate Bunny Eat You, which is a Russian imperial stout with cocoa nibs. Um, it's fine. Um, I haven't been super impressed with uh, the four-pack for Easter. It's quite a name. Yeah, I mean, they all get kind of punny with their, with their names, but um, it's solid. It's, it's nothing great. Um, I still love Rock House, but... Is it half vodka? Yatka. <laughs> we drink it like water. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's fine. So, but anyway, let's get to let's it. Let's get to it. Home sure sounds good today. Well, I want to go home. All right. Welcome back. It has been, I guess it's been three weeks since our last. Uh, yeah, we, we, we lost a week. Uh, but it was Easter. We had a holiday. You had uh, My parents in town. Parents have been here. Um, you have extended family here. Lindsay's sister and husband are, have been visiting. So you, right. lots going on. Yes, um, work's been crazy, as we mentioned. All right, so let's let's dive in. What's winning? Joe? Well, hopefully UK is going to end up winning yeah. winning this match pretty easily. And I think if they win, do they play tomorrow or is it Saturday? There's a break. Okay, there's so a day break. Saturday. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that that's what I'm hoping for this weekend is a couple UK volleyball big wins. But other than that, JB, I, I'm excited for that. I'm going to consider this a win. It looks like Kentucky's going to start opening up soon. The governor announced he's hoping hope in the next what six weeks. He said weeks. Uh, he set a goal for yeah, the it's, state. It's the numbers. He of said he wants 2.5 million vaccinations going on. And we're at what 1.5? We were at. We were short 900,000 the day he announced okay, so it, which seems like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So, um, but he said he would lift bar and restaurant restrictions. Um, so. I, I think we need it. I think we're ready for it. I think it coincides perfectly with um, spring into summer. Mm -hmm. So that should put us at end of May, which would be fantastic. And that kind of leads me into this kind of goes with it is TNL announced that they're coming back, which I know you still do your own TNL on – uh, Thursdays, but in terms it's of the pre-TNL before you go to the public, right? Yeah. But in terms of getting to go to uh, um, to the pavilion, um, it looks like they're it's coming back, and so do they said the same. Do you they, think Bo will be a TNL attendee? Oh, he'll love it. Yeah. He'll, he will thrive at TNL. Um, so, and that's kind of coinciding with the governor's plan. I think they kind of knew that they haven't released yet when they're going to be opening. Mm -hmm. But from what I had read on Twitter, they were saying they're looking at early June probably, which would be fantastic. I, I missed TNL. It's one of our favorite times of the year. We, we don't miss it. I mean, I would say in a month – well, we definitely probably don't miss – we probably miss – in the entire year we probably miss only one on hand, count mm -hmm. three to four times. So I'm very excited that that was announced. So I feel like that's a big win for the state and especially the city. Yeah. Lexington. Well, I had a big win since our last episode. Please, go on. Do I know the, about it? What? Do I know about it? Yeah. Okay. okay. The snake draft. Oh, yes. I, mm, I try to forget that because I always lose. So we have, uh, I, I don't know if we've, have we talked, well, we talked oh, yeah, about with Bart. Yeah, because Bart was on it. Yep. Yeah. So I was victorious with uh, 12 you. points, right? Or 13 points? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You got out to a hot start. Couldn't cool you off. Couldn't cool you off, yeah. despite not having... Um, a team in... Do you have one in the Final Four? I had one team in the Final Four, yeah. yeah. So, 
My hot pick, though, is the Michigan State-UCLA playing game, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, but you were counting on Michigan State being the team that yeah, went far. I did. But Johnny Juzang. Good for you. Yeah. So that was a good 300 and something dollar yeah, swing. You, yeah, you really pocketed that. And, <laughs> and not drinking. I mean, you're going to have to buy some new clothes because they're getting a little, little big on you. But yeah. what I liked with you winning that, I like what you suggested. So a little background on it oh, yeah. is since I've kind of started this, I've always kind of picked where we've held it. And we kind of rotated a little bit, but we kind of go a couple years consecutive, then we kind of pick somewhere new. Well, uh, it, kind of, it kind of follows our preferences, too. Right, right. That's what I'm saying, like where we're enjoying. Or, so we were um, – we started at Winchell's, and then we had gone – we did the cellar one year, and then we went back to Winchell's. And then we went to – I'm missing somewhere. Uh, I don't know. Those are the three I recall. And then – so this year we did Mirror Twin. Mm -hmm. But I liked what you said is you said the winner should get to pick the next year where we hold it, and then they would buy the first round of beers, but no craft beers pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Which, understandable, because that could get to be pretty pricey if you're – Bud Lights only. Yeah, right, craft, or domestics. <laughs> But no, I thought that was a great idea. Tradition. Yeah, to, to include. So luckily for me that you won yeah. <laughs> because we go to the same places. Yeah. I would have been a little nervous if maybe some of the other people, like Andrew's going to have us coming out to Hamburg. Um, yeah. If he had one of Boondogs where he's loving <laughs> these. What's it called? Has he been Double yet? Dogs? Is, what's no. it called? No, it's Boondogs. Uh, the hot dog one. Yeah, but, no, but there is a Double oh. Dogs. Uh, yes. No, but it's Boondogs. It's Boondogs, though, and he's been there like three or four times already. He's, no, no, he went to Double Dogs. No, it's Boondogs. Boondogs is the one that's on Old Oh, yes, road. that's okay. one. Yep, that's but one he went to Double to. Dogs, though, too. Because, he's been there, yes, yeah, that's by him. Yes, exactly. But Double Dogs is what I'm talking about because he's been out there and he's taken Lucille because she can run around. Mm. So it's kind of similar to, like, the um, wineries where, like, yeah. it's got the land and the kids can kind of run and stuff. I so. just, like, can't. I'm with you. I haven't been Can't, like, get over driving so far right. for a fancy hot dog. I'm with you. I couldn't agree more. I haven't been yet. Because I like, I like the basic dog. Like, I like ketchup and mustard. Do you want to know something interesting? Yeah. Okay, so when I... When we like grill hot dogs, which is very rare, especially right now because Lindsay doesn't eat them because she's pregnant and you're not supposed to eat processed meat, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, so I cook two for myself or grill two for myself. And one, I do the ketchup mustard relish. And then on the other one, I do just stadium mustard. How? So like I, so, but it's like two different in Wait, one. what do you consider stadium mustard? Like Oh, uh, it's stadium mustard from Cleveland. It's ball oh, like stadium, it's... Like the traditional, like Cam gets it for me now because he goes up there. But would you call it like a, a, like a, a brown, spicy mustard? Yeah, a brown yeah, spice, yeah. but it's different. I prefer that too. Yeah. Like grape coupon. Which, like, yeah, yeah, those, and that's typically more sausage that I put that on. Mm. But the stadium mustard, I'll have to give you some. So anyway. Is it Tony Paca's? Paca's? Uh, no, those it's, are, those it's, are, it's uh, a clean, like it's legit, like it's No, I believe you. I think I've had it in your house before. Yeah. So at the wedding a couple weekends ago, um, I stayed in the cabin with Cam, right. and he had brought one, and it was Probably. brand new because they're selling it at a market. A packet? No, um, like um, one of those, maybe eight ounce, mm -hmm. um, and one cup. No, I mean it's. I mean it'll last me the summer. I don't know. Um, one cups. Two cups. Two yeah, cups, I'll yeah. say one cups four ounces. No, uh, no eight ounces one cup. Yeah, that's right. One cups eight ounces. Yeah. Four ounces. No, it's eight ounces. Okay. Because yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 
It's two cups three and three fourths the cup <laughs> is six ounces. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's eight ounces. Anywho, so Cam had gotten so the market around his house in Louisville. They started selling the mustard, stadium mustard from Cleveland. I don't know how, how or why. So he goes, Joe, just take that one because I don't even have to wait to go up to Cleveland. I can just go to the market by my house. So he gave me a brand new one that I have now at my house. So all summer long, when Connor comes over, I'll grab my hot dog and I'll put the mustard on it for him. Uh, I have tried the mustard a few times when I have dogs out before, and it's pretty good. Right. It's a good mustard. Yeah. See? Now, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not downing the mustard. Now, I prefer a boiled hot dog as opposed to a grilled. I don't disagree. Okay. I, I, I like them both. I think they're, too, they're they're different. Similar to when I do the hot dog, like, they're different. Mm-hmm. I don't like um, when you gr- like do the hot dog, like, in the fire, like, at a campsite. Mm-hmm. I don't like that at all. I do like my I don't really like anything grilled hot dog fire. Um, oh. more charred than, than lightly grilled. Uh, like uh, charred yes. Oil. Well, to that point, that's why I would rather boil it if I'm just going to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want it black, but I want it, you know. You know what I don't like? How do we even get on this topic? I do know what I don't like. <laughs> I don't like a filleted hot dog. No, on like a, they do a country boy. I don't like that. I don't either. Wait, I don't, even they I don't split like, it in half? I don't, I don't like that. I don't like when they split it. Uh-uh. Because okay. they click it on a flat top. That's why they do yeah, it. Yeah, but I don't want it split. I want it, yeah. That's how the... Uh, I want to be the one to puncture the dog. That's how the... <laughs> I think the hot dog stands in both Cancun and New Orleans. Like, I like, well, and I don't like the Chicago dog where they do all the... Oh, that's too much stuff. Yeah. Uh, I have a really bad... Uh, I do like onion on my dog. One of the few times Josh Lauffenberg and I got in a bad fight was we were at a Cardinals game. We were, we were very drunk. What? and he, And he said... I said, I'm going to get a hot dog. And he goes... We, I was like, do you want one? He's like, yeah. And I go, what do you want on it? He said, everything. So... <laughs> I literally put everything. <laughs> ranch, barbecue sauce, ketchup, mustard... He was so pissed. But he ate it. No, he didn't eat it. Oh, he threw he it didn't. away. And he's like was mad for a couple days. Like that which sounds, is probably hard to believe. Yeah, right? that sounds exactly right. Well that's, that's a good transition into places. <laughs> okay. No, I'm serious. Because you Keenan. and I are well Keeneland, but you and I are going to the baseball game on Sunday. Yeah. Um, so as we've talked about ad nauseum on this, I'm a huge baseball guy. Um, I'm trying to get to all the ballparks. Um, Bo loves baseball, but we got hosed because last summer he couldn't go to any games. And probably for the best because he doesn't know enough. Now, this year he can pay attention. He loves baseball. He knows when it's on. And so I want to get him to get to go to all the parks too. So he went to St. Louis like the first year he was born that summer. And then we didn't get to go last year. And then this year, so we're going to the Reds, but they're playing the Cleveland baseball team, the Indians. Mm-hmm. And so you and I are going up Sunday. We're taking Bo. He's going to get another bat that he's collecting. I'm kind of forcing it upon him, but he's going to collect bats at all the games he goes to. So it'll be his second pro baseball park that he's been to. So I'm looking forward to it. The weather looks a little iffy. Does he does he collect a full-size bat or no, the a mini bat? Okay. My dad made him a bat rack. Mm-hmm. And so he has Cardinals and UK and then I probably had about four or five mini bat racks that I or mini bats that I had collected. So I have a couple other Indians ones. I have a Louisville Slugger one that I got at the museum. Um, and so those are on the rack. But in terms of ones he's gotten, this will be his third if you count UK because he's been to the ballpark there. That's right. We're also going to Keeneland a week from t- today. Yes. I'm yeah. very much looking forward to that. Uh, Sunday I was at a, a brunch with 
fill. And then as some other people at Tinder for leaving, they handed our group five prepaid tickets to Keeneland. Nice. Uh, so they all got to go. I didn't go, but the yeah. Phil and Jeremy and Austin and Ryan and Chris, did Kristen go too? But yeah, all got to go for free, and that's, they got the $10 dollars well, Okay, so, so that's what I was going to say. Similarly, the secretary at my school, she had gone, and they had forgotten that they had the vouchers, and she brought them back to school. It's like, hey, I'm not going anymore to this meet, and she gave us five, she gave me five $10 vouchers. $50. Yes, but I have some bad news. Oh, no alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a lot of burgoo. But uh, a lot of hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Got the mustard. Yeah. Um, well, we but, can eat lunch and dinner there. Well, okay, so to my point, and we're kind of talking about this live, I haven't told JB this, is, so, you know, and I, I've alluded to this multiple times on this episode, because of, on my team, I'm one of four principals, and one of our principals has been out for over a week, and I've kind of picked up in her absence because she's the seventh grade admin and then the sixth and eighth grade admin are both there and I had been virtual. So I've kind of picked up for her, which is fine. Um, but I've done a lot more than it normally would be required of me, which again, we help each other out. But I think that's gonna allow me to maybe get out a little bit earlier next Thursday so that we can uh, get out to the track, maybe closer to two instead of closer to four. It's very hard to go because there's limited seat. But somehow Connor's sister has been like two or three times. Uh, every yeah, every time she, I open what? Instagram, she she's went, there. She went last Sunday. Was she in her, school? What's she doing? Well, last Sunday, one of her, I get her boyfriend's cousin got a bid on the, the top top tier one. I forget oh, like I did that. I missed them. It's like a three okay. thing or whatever. Sure. And then the weekend prior, six of her friends put in bids and one of them got it. So they uh, they got lucky on that. Uh, but my sister's boyfriend, shout out. Probably, Rob, Robbie. Robbie. Yeah. I'm Rob Robbie. Uh, he, he did a pick five and won fifteen hundred. Her boyfriend? He better take her to a nice dinner. I would hope so. Yeah, we saw um, mm-hmm. earlier tonight at. I love pick fives though. Mm-hmm. Earlier, we'll do some of those. earlier tonight at um, Henry Clay Public House, there were there were uh, four people who aren't normally there on a Thursday night were there, and it was uh, two cu- two married couples. Uh, they weren't local, but they were from Columbus. Oh. They'd come down for the weekend, oh, for age. the week, for the day. Oh, yeah. um, so the main guy had like a fancy sport, like like you a he was running points. A sport coat that like Jeff Ruby would wear, like that, like real, Ooh. real look, crazy. Look, look at me. And his wife, who's eleven years younger than him, came in. She looked. She was very attractive, but she was wearing a fascinator, like she was going to a, <laughs> like the royal wedding, yeah. right? And or, then, or the derby. And then the other couple was his older sister and her husband, who's a fireman. How did Columbus. you know all this? Well, I got the dish because like, it was really tearing us all up what they were doing. Yeah. But they were very celebratory because they, I think the, the main guy had a, I mean, this kind of seems small for what they were doing, but he had a $10 across the board on a horse that won at 23 to 1 odds. Oh, so they were. A couple hundred bucks. I think it, between 700 and 800, I think. Pretty solid. Win play show. Times five. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's 400 just. Oh, for gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but if he would have done my my motto, which I can take no claim for because they talk about it on TVG all the time, but you should really not do the cross the board. You should do like four to win, six to place, eight to show. Because those. Stair step it. Yeah. Stair step. That's exactly what it's called, the stair oh, step. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. 
it's a much bigger payout. Well, let's do that Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. I'll be there too, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Convince myself. Um, so let's see. So what, where was I going with that story? Oh, Other than just, just that was a good story. Well, I, some people. well Keeneland, we're, we're about ready to go. Now they have the best hot talks. Now that, there's a Never secret there. On there. Oh, they're very good. But they, you know, I know you um, the Clydesdale beers. So they boil it and then they put it in the deep fat fryer real quick so it locks in. It gives See, that extra like. crispy that's coating on the outside. No, no, stop. You can't get on this because you slice yours, which opens it up I, anyway. You said I sliced it. You said you like it split no, up. No, I said I've seen it before sliced. No, so I was yeah. asking the Didn't question. you say you liked it? I, I don't Producer know. Producer Phil, play it back. On the record, but I So that's, the, uh, it. that's their secret because they boil it and then, See, like then flash fry it real quick. And this is then... It doesn't dry out on the on the roly poly. So thing. when you <laughs> the Seven Eleven. So when you, you've grilled sausages before, right? Like yes. Italian sausages. Okay. So a kielbasa. <laughs> <laughs> what a fun episode this is. Um, but like, the do, you, okay, do you hate when like the the sausage gets punctured when it's on the grill because you cooked it a little too long? So that's how I am. Like, so that's how I feel about my hot dogs. I don't want to. I purposely do it because mm-hmm. I feel like you let out too much of the juice. Which, anyway, neither here right. Okay, shows. Um, I'm actually into a couple right now. No, no, we'll, we can go through quick because I'm not sold on them. Um, so, family friends came over on Friday. We started talking about shows that we were interested in. Shit's Creek came up, which I know it's not new. Like, and I I watched a couple episodes. It's fine, um, and they were like. I was talking to some of their their daughters are in high school and they were saying I was like well, what do you guys watch and we had a bunch of shows in common like New Girl and um, and The Office and Parks and Rec and I was like okay and then Shit's Creek came up I was like I just haven't gotten into it. and they're like push through the first five or six episodes and then it gets awesome I'm like at episode five or six and I'm still I'm laughing more than I did for the first two or three. I'm still not there yet, yeah. but I'm trying. I'm giving Shit's Creek a go. Um, also, Billions, which was on Showtime, but you can watch the first couple seasons on Amazon Prime. Has the redheaded guy from from yeah. Homeland on it, right? Yeah, he's Paul on Giamatti. And Paul Giamatti yeah. from yeah, very good. Um, I think you'd really like it. It's like it's supposed to be like the Murdoch family. Right? Correct, and then, and then it's the, the sons the, fighting over the air, like how they're going to. No, inherit. you're thinking you're thinking of secession. Oh, um, billions is like it's not really a family, but it's he's just this big guy that's wheeling and dealing, the red-haired guy from uh, Homeland. Homeland, and then Paul Giamatti is the U.S. attorney in New York City, and he's trying to bring him down, but he's he does he wants to make sure he can do it, like he does anyway. It's very well done. And yeah. then the other one is I watched the Barkley Marathons. It's a sports yes. doc on is this, uh, Amazon. Is this the prison thing where they where they? Um... No, 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 no. Well, it's based off the prison, sort of. And um, so what it is is in Tennessee, they do this marathon, yes. but they only invite like fifty people. And that old guy runs it. Yeah, it's yeah. fascinating. I, it's... I wouldn't say it's like I'm like not like I don't think it's the best thing I've ever watched. But it's fascinating if you're interested in any of that kind of but stuff. But they have to find – it has something to do with the prison, right? It's on old yeah, prison so it was property? Based, no. They go to a prison, yeah. and then you can go under, like, in a tunnel, and it's a live working prison, so, like, they don't want to, like – anyway. But it's but based, stuff, it's based off of the guy who assassinated Martin Luther King. I can't remember his name. Um, he escaped from prison. James Earl Ray? 
Yeah. <laughs> and so it went off of that. And he like escaped, and it's supposedly the route he took. And then the, well, he, he got left. he got eight miles in fifty hours. Yes, or, and there's fifty or sixty hours, and the guy was like, "Oh, I could get way further than eight hour or eight miles in sixty hours." So he made it a hundred miles. He's never done it, it's but then he said, "This guy's." You've seen it too. Yeah, it's, I assume it's the same documentary. I can't be. Yeah. Well, there's the there's several different documentaries on the thing, but the, I That's saw weird. one where we followed like this British guy. He tried it like three consecutive years. Yes, 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 and, yes. And he he bowed out. They call it the fun run, which is six. So it's five loops of twenty miles, and you have to do clockwise and counterclockwise each once, yeah. and then you have to do it during the one during the day, one during at night, and then the fifth lap, if you get there, is whoever's the first one out. They get to decide if they want to go clockwise or counterclockwise. The person has to go the other way, and then they have to go. But usually. Because the whole thing is they don't want you to know how far ahead someone is. Yeah. If they get that far. If you're going the opposite direction, you don't really know if you're behind or not. You know? Because when I watched it, the, there was three, three guys that ended up completing it. But when you're watching it, the first two, the guys that are in first and second, they did the first four loops together. Yeah. And then they have to split up to go on the fifth. And so and it's, worth watch, it's worth watching. It's worth watching. It's crazy. The guy that runs it. Like blows that shell like to the start. conch shell. Yeah, yeah, the conch shell. And then he starts the race by well, the conch shell tells you it's, it's yeah. weird. So you start. There's a 12-hour window of when the race can start. It's from I don't know. I think it's one in the morning or midnight to 12 afternoon. And when he blows the conch shell, that gives you the one-hour warning of when yeah. it's going to start. And then he lights a cigarette to actually start the race. He kind of reminds me of a cross of the guy um, that used to like control the crowd at um, Tolly Ho late on <laughs> night. Yes. And then the other guy who you know who you would know too that used to collect the money at Two Keys. Oh Rice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a combination of those two people. It's like that one yeah. dude's still working at Tolly Ho, I think. I don't know there's somewhere used to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so well, well mid segment why don't we introduce our guests and then we'll take a quick break and we'll get to New Circle. But go ahead. Yep, so we have our special guest tonight, Eric uh, Ostander from uh, the paddock and the other paddock and you know various other uh, locations in the hospitality industry through Lexington over the years so we'll uh, talk more with them when we come back sounds good all right So Eric, I've been in Lexington 20 years. I feel like I've known you almost that whole time, or known of you at least. What? Tell us. We'll, we'll find out more about your background, but tell us how long has the paddock been around? Oh man! So I bought the paddock in October of 2004. Yeah. Ooh. While I was still in college, just an absolute stupid idea. Um, but you had worked there. You worked there previous. I was working there um, at the time. The two guys that owned the bar, I think they started out as friends, and as a lot of business yeah. partnerships go, especially with alcohol involved, they wound <laughs> up not so close as friends. Right. So, um, 
So you bought one of their one of them out or both of them? I out? bought the first one out in October of two thousand four, and within the year, I bought the second guy out. Um, How long had it been open before that? I, as I recall, it opened up in December of two thousand two. They put established in two thousand three, I think, just to make it easy. But yeah, not very long. But two, people two and people don't understand too because other, well, other than paddock, or I mean, other than pauses and two keys, that's all that there was on that street. I try to explain to people, and this will kind of date it a little bit better. Before it was the paddock, it was a one-hour photo. <laughs> yeah. So you remember, like, when your mom would like, oh, yeah. make you wait in the car while she would go and get film developed? Yeah. Like. That's what that was. Well, local taco was a Jamba Juice. It right? was a Jamba Juice. And Huddle House was, a, was Tin Roof. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, Kitty O'Shea's. Kitty O'Shea's. Oh yeah, was I forgot there. about Kitty O'Shea's. Yeah. Kitty O'Shea's was great. Right that was one of my favorites. So, yeah, my friend. Out. I wasn't here during that era, but my friends still talk about awesome. Kitty O'Shea's. Yeah. When they tore that down, and I appreciate Tom Bear wanting to expand Pazos and all that, and Kitty O'Shea's probably needed to be condemned. <laughs> but that being said, that was like my favorite bar in town. It was like McCarthy's, except like more piratey. Like yeah, the, like the bar from the beginning of Star Wars. Just yeah, like yeah. anything went. There's always like a 90 year old guy with one eye playing pool, like on Tuesday when all the college kids were in there. Yeah, just was just in there doing his own thing. Kitty O'Shea's was very cool. Yeah, but that's that was South Limestone. There was really nothing downtown. There was Redmond's downtown and some other stuff. Uh, but like. That was it. Well, and I think that's the big thing that a lot of people misconstrue that, you know, the bars in certain areas kind of compete with each other. We really don't. We compete with other areas of Lexington. Yeah. Right. So I've never, ever been mad when somebody's left the paddock and gone to Tin Roof or left the paddock and gone to Tukey's because they're at least in our area. If they're downtown at McCarthy's or Bluegrass Tavern or uh, Redmond's now Stagger in, they're probably not going to make it up the hill. But having people on the block as we call it um they'll bounce around back yeah. and sure. forth so sure. definitely get want, a different vibe or we want people in our area and i work very closely with a lot of people at tin roof shout out matt burnoff and uh we talk all the time about of the pot different yep. uh different ideas that we're going to do not because we want like to influence them necessarily but just so that we're kind of all on the same page so we keep people you know, up there for as long as possible. So to that point, so I, I wholeheartedly agree because we do the same thing. We kind of run that, like we run bounce around. I mean, we're definitely frequenters of the paddock and tin and all that. So then when other bar opened, I guess it's probably five or six years ago now. And then, so what presented that opportunity? Because I know that you've taken that over. So so when the other bar, the other bar was an Indian restaurant called the Banana Leaf. Yeah. And holy goodness. <laughs> I mean, they used to just pour their soup you out in the You dumpster. shared a wall with them. Yes. And all their bugs and everything else. Um, that place was, I don't know how it didn't get shut down, you know. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I believe that everything happens for a reason. But that would, I would say, if you're looking back at business, that was kind of a whiff on my part because they wanted to sell and they talked to us first, but they wanted like 80 grand for a nasty restaurant. Right. And it was like, all right, well, the fit up's going to be whatever it is, a couple hundred thousand. I don't want to pay these guys 80 grand. If they're going out of business, we'll just let them go out of business and, and take over. Sure. And that's when the other bar jumped in, and they did exactly kind of what we were going to do, which is just gut the place, white box it, start from scratch. And it was 
not frustrating because again it was another bar in the area that brought more people there but it was just kind of like <clears throat> that could have been paddock so fast forward about four years later um the guy that owned the other bar who i've known for a long time actually went to sister uh, to high school with his older sister um and they both worked at Two Keys. Yes. So like it was yes. like their family project right. to so get kind open of it. in the same. Yeah. Yes. Um, he and they ready to get out. He and his girlfriend were moving to Florida, and so he approached me about possibly buying that business. And at the time, it seemed like a great idea. Three months pre-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a lot of good going, ideas you know, pre-COVID. You know what? I'll just pay this guy off. We'll have March Madness coming up in about. A month and then no March Madness, no no summer, no two weeks to slow the spread. <laughs> you yeah. know, it was it was uh, it was what it was. But the irony is, is again, like I said, everything happens for a reason. And because I had bought the other bar and combined the two locations, we essentially had the entire rear parking lot leased um, between the two spots. So I approached the landlord over the summer and was like hey listen it's a gravel pit full of hobos what do you say you let me like fix it up and they were pretty much like if you're gonna spend the money you can have it so we built the back patio in nine days start to finish yeah, which was so cool i crown uh, you chronicled it on instagram yes and it was really cool to see the progress i don't think anyone thought we were i honestly didn't think we were going to get it done no because you're exactly right it was hobos it was needles it was we nasty had, we had about back. two we had about two months in order to get it done before the first football game which happened to be auburn you know in mm-hmm. the beautiful early part of september and uh you know obviously you don't want to lose a game especially when you have that space so I was on a crunch um, the contractors felt that crunch and they worked like 18 hours a day yeah. awesome. and shout out to our friend Nick who built the beautiful, yeah, most yeah. beautiful fence I've ever seen Nick Chafin yeah. and Christian Hallowell with Chafin yeah. Fence they built yeah. that Joey Palumbo oh, uh, yeah. got the wood from Palumbo Lumber and then Anderson Rogers kind of overseed the whole thing they got the concrete poured and the demo done and all that, but it went from being, you know, not a desirable area to awesome. open in nine days. Well, and then the two, two ways to get out there. I mean, it's it's really pretty. We've been out there a couple times, and I really enjoy it. And the city it took it took a little bit longer. So when we started doing it, we had about two months. And obviously, you have to go through coding and planning and all that approval and stuff. And if you've ever done that before, this the city doesn't move at the same speed business does, <laughs> but they were very, very helpful. They were very aware of what we were doing with the COVID stuff, trying to get people outside. Um, they not only got it through pretty quickly, they got it inspected before the game. The the, the, awesome. the BI and all those guys that were out there, the fire marshal were like, yep, you're ready to go. So we were pretty much done. I was hanging TVs about midnight on Friday for a noon game on Saturday. <laughs> and Worth it. It was so awesome. Yeah. 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 Made it on made it on the news actually. Yes. It was that awesome. And so yeah. <laughs> and you really did a lot. I mean you sold food, you really did as much as you could to keep things going, right? Yeah, well I mean, it's either that or just close up. Right. You know? Um I've talked to several other business owners that are around town or whatever and it's kind of like, you know, this isn't something we ever planned on doing. But you got to kind of pivot and sure. and 
do what you can to stay alive and keep your staff employed. You know, the last thing I wanted to do was, you know, we, with all the problems they had with with unemployment and those checks and stuff, was just fold and and be like, well, we'll open up when it's all over, which you could have done. It would have been very easy to cancel insurance, to drop the utilities down to nothing, to not pay rent. Um, yeah. With COVID, you could have done that and just shuttered the whole place. Right. But I didn't really feel like sitting around for however long it was going to take. I mean, obviously, we didn't know it was going to be like this. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, we got the packaging license. We're selling bourbon by the bottle, champagne and wine and all that stuff to go. Um, but my staff has just been really, really, really helpful through all of it. How many people do you have? Right now, it's like close to 30, just a little bit wow. over 30. Yeah. Full-time? Uh, most of them are part-time. Sure. I've got a lot of students. Um, I've got a couple people that are in grad school, a couple people that just graduated or yeah. starting new jobs that work one or two days a week. Um, but there's a couple guys that work for me full-time that have been around the block for a while. You know? I think that was part of the charm of the paddock, too, is like you had, and still do, but, but you have a lot of long-term people that work there, especially on well, the sure. paddock side, bartending and yes. stuff. So. And Some have moved on. It's, but yeah. it's, it's a cool variety of, I mean, you could go in there and there's a cute 21-year-old girl bartending with like a 48-year-old grumpy guy who's been bartending for like 20 yep, years. Yep, you know? yep. And it, it's well, just and kind that's of what your a clientele too. You know? Absolutely. And, and that's one of the things like, because we talk about limestone, we think it's college and it's young. No, like, Tin Roof's kind of moving that way, or, or they can, but like, you all have always been that way where like, us older guys, we don't feel out of place. Sure. Like, we can come have a, a drink. Like you said, the bartenders are like that, but it's also we're the grumpy forty-year-old guys on this side, and then the cute twenty-one-year-old she's having a drink too, like which is awesome. Well, we've we've always tried to be very 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 inclusive. One of my favorite bars in all of Lexington is actually right down the street, Old Hookers, right across yeah. from yeah. South. Oh, <laughs> Key Lime Pie Shots. And that place, Key Lime Pie Shots, Chase and Mary Beth—they're the best. Um, but that place is just like—I mean, everyone's welcome. Everyone's welcome all the time, and. You know, if the paddock can be a little bit like old hookers, mm -hmm. then I'm very proud of that. You know? Yeah. All right, so Connor's got a good story. All right, I got a real right It has story. to do with old hookers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, not old hookers. <laughs> the no, sorry about the, no, no. So I actually, I, this well, it's actually happened twice, but I'll tell the one story. But I actually got confused as you <laughs> from a guy who I think we actually saw at old hookers yeah. uh, one night. Uh, so I think it was like my 25th birthday or whatever, and I'm sitting with like 10 of my friends at a booth at Tin Roof, and we're getting drinks, and this guy comes and slaps me on the back of the neck and goes, hey man, how you been? I haven't seen you in a while, and I was like, I don't know who the hell he was. I was like, good, you know, it's fine, whatever. And he's like, what you up to? I was like, you know, just, you know, working, whatever. He's like, okay. So he walks away, and he goes to um, the, ah, uh, shit, who's the guy who left? Skaggs? Kyle Skaggs yeah. was bartending that mm -hmm. night. And he goes, he goes, oh shit. He goes, I thought that was Eric. It wasn't Eric. Uh, I'm going to go buy that kid shots and, and around for whoever. And Kyle goes, oh, I know this is Connor. He's perfectly fine. Yeah, just buy him one of these. He'll be fine, whatever. So I got confused twice by that same guy. He's uh, the, well, I don't know if I should say his name or not, but he's the owner of Lazy Boy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry. Yeah. Oh, we all yeah, know Jerry. Jerry. Yes. 
Yeah, but, so I got confused as you. But Eric, good for you. So that was his 25th birthday. And I was, yeah. also, I was also like 30 pounds less. Yeah. So I was a little it's like it's the facial hair. Oh, yeah. The, the most recent, the more recent time was this fall. We were at Old Hookers. Jerry was in there, and then he was feeling Connor up and down basically. And Connor goes, "Well, I know I'm for sure I'm not gay because I didn't get any enjoyment out of him touching me like that." Oh, Jerry. Yeah. It's, it's oh, Jerry's exactly right. He's great. All right, so Eric, I'll got tell a story real quick no, yeah, about please. that, real quick. And it wasn't Jerry, but it was another old hookers regular. And I remember when the bars first reopened, I think it was in like the very beginning of June last year. I had gone down there with Matt Burnoff, and we were we were going to grab a shot and kind of like go check out all the places we hadn't seen in three or four months. And uh, we walked in, and not to get old hookers in trouble, but there were several people not wearing masks. And this was right right off of quarantine when. Everybody was a little bit nervous about this. And I remember kind of saying to a couple of them, I was like, you guys, like, you're not wearing masks down here or whatever? And the, the gentleman who's there all the time at the end of the bar just looked me in the face and said, Eric, this isn't the virus I'm worried about. <laughs> just, that just summed up COVID for me all the yeah. So I was like, hey, I mean, all perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perspective is No, everything. that's good. Yeah. We've, oh, we've, yeah, we've gone there a bunch the last, since COVID. Like, we've, so... To your point, when you were saying a lot of people don't venture, we're one of those irregulars that we either start or end. Like, we'll go downtown and then we'll come up the block, sure. or we'll go the block and we'll go down. And Old Hookers is always a stop. Whether we're coming yeah, up or going down, we always stop on the way. I feel so bad because uh, I love the guys at Sound Bar too. But yeah, I, we do I, too. It's just usually like, all right, I'm in Old Hookers. It's that side of the road. I'm going to McCarthy's and Ruby's anyway. It's a little less pomp and service. If you're just if you're an in and out, yes. it's a little easier. Just pop in, and yeah, yeah, shot, yeah. and then go yeah all right so eric i got a couple hitters for you so a little background so my my uncle owned a bar in two on two lanes campus in uptown in new orleans for years and so i've seen the dark side too i know there's stuff but what's been the best part about owning a bar in a college town well in 2021 i don't know if we're allowed to say the dark side of anything anymore (laughs) but the, 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 the best part of owning a bar i guess is uh, it's kind of easy to con your friends into coming and seeing you at work. Um, yeah. <laughs> my brother came down, my brother Grant, uh, who's a, almost my age. He's got a wife and three kids that does not make it out to the bars very often. He even came down on Sunday and watched the end of the Masters. Nice. Me. So, um, yeah. It, Having a place to get your buddies. Yeah. it's it's You're well, hosting, but it's not at your house, so it's... Yeah, and... If you're there all the time, if you work a job that you're at for 60 or 70 hours a week, it's really hard to be social unless yeah, right. that job is social. Well, so, cause, right, because so. nights and weekends is when you make your money. Mm-hmm. So you got to be there. Yeah. So is that the con? Yeah, that would be the con. <laughs> yeah. Since all your friends show up and want free drinks. Um, <laughs> no. You I, also I, got a, when you bought the bar, you got a lot of yeah, friends all yeah. of a sudden. Oh, man. <laughs> when I bought the bar, I was still in a fraternity. And oh, that was just like true. a uh, nightmare. Yeah. Um, in a good way. I would say. You always had a good crowd. Yeah, always. Yeah. Uh, I would say the con is kind of similar to the pro. It's I don't leave work very often. Sure. Yeah. Um, and when I do, I don't want to be anywhere near or around any bar or restaurant, so to speak. And yeah. so, like, I have to I have to actually take vacations to get days off yeah, because yeah. I'm just around so much, and I'm not. That's not me bragging about how much I work or whatever. It's just always stuff to do. And so, you know, I always get people give me 
grief about oh you're always on vacation I'm like I'm not I like work for 29 days and then I go on vacation yeah. because I really just I don't have that traditional work week where it's like oh Friday at five o'clock I can meet everybody for drinks now yeah um, it's like yeah uh, your shift's just starting so and you've already worked for eight hours yeah like this morning I was down at the bar at about eight this morning yep. I got everything done till about ten left and went and did taxes till I came here yeah and then after here I will go back to the bar. Yeah. And make sure everything's good and to go. That's what my so that yeah. he, so like the purposely taking these vacations that you're taking now, like is that your learning lesson after 15 years yes. of being in mental it? Like, health? Like you uh, need to do at it. 38. I cannot yeah. work seven days a week, well, no matter how fun it is. If you know? you're here, by here I mean Lexington, you're there. Yes. And so like you ha you actually have to leave the city, state, country, country. <laughs> yeah. To, well, especially during COVID because the country isn't open. You can go. And we were in Tulum in December, and our taxi driver's name was Brad, and he was from San Diego because he couldn't get work yeah. in California. Yeah. So the irony is, is there's people in California heading south of the border to find work, DJs, yeah. bartenders, those kind of people that are just completely devastated by this. So, um, yeah, and plane tickets are cheap right now. Get yeah. on a plane, man. You can buy a ticket for 300 bucks to another country. You know? Yeah. So. How, how did the paddock kind of become the soccer bar of Lexington? So I played soccer growing up at Lexington Christian and then a little bit in college and then played club in college and even played afterwards with a bunch of guys that had, I've kind of grown up with here in Lexington. We played, I think until I was about 35, competitively in leagues. And so soccer for us was always this kind of like little niche, little thing that we did. I, mean, I remember in high school, our parents would let us stay up, like the soccer team, when we were like, you could do the math, but when we were like 15 or 16, we were playing in... I believe it was Italy. But anyway, the games were at like 4 a.m. Right. And so in, in the summer, so not during school, our parents would let all the guys come over and we would like drink L8s till our <laughs> teeth were falling out and stay up and watch these these World Cup games at 4 in the morning. And so it was kind of like a, it's almost like a little club that not everybody really got into. And so we tried to really, you know, the paddock isn't about doing things that everybody does. You know, Two Keys was always a spot you went to watch the basketball games, that kind of stuff. And so we've got the 500 for 500, our big Daytona party. And we'll come back to that. We, yeah. we do the, the <laughs> soccer games where when the World Cup's on, we do dollar beers during yeah. the World Cup to try to get Americans in particular that don't really follow soccer but want to pull for the USA involved. And it's been really cool. Like Guys like Drew Franklin are big soccer fans. He and I have traveled to – uh, New York and Nashville and Columbus for like U.S. qualifying games. Manny Robertson's a big fan. Um, Jamie, who owns the Tin Roof with, with Manny, he went to a game with us in New York. And so if you actually get a chance to go, in particular a U.S. game, MLS is great, but a U.S. game in particular, the atmosphere is just super wild. And it's like a Kentucky basketball game when Kentucky's playing in March Madness. And so we just try to replicate that kind of energy. Just just goofiness and all of that um, whenever the U.S. is playing. Hopefully, the men will get their head out of their ass and qualify yeah. this time around. Um, where did, where did the game. idea, the Daytona party idea come from? So my old business partner, Mike Adams, and I were sitting around kind of like, we wanted to do something fun. Like, everybody goes to people's houses for the Super Bowl and all that kind of stuff. And we were like, we got to do something that's like fun and goofy and just like kind of like a competition, like a challenge. 
And so we randomly were, were sitting at the paddock one day with one of our buddies, Chris Smitha. We're like, we should do something for NASCAR, you know? I'm like, nobody watches NASCAR, but everybody likes the cars bouncing off the walls and stuff, you know, as long as nobody gets real hurt. And a reason to drink. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the idea kind of came like, all right, we're going to get everybody together. We're going to try to drink a beer for every mile. So 500 beers as a team, you know? And so I think the first year we had about 20 guys. So <clears throat> the math on that is over a case a person. Um, we did not get to 500 the first year. <laughs> what? Um, we got close. I think we got a little over 400. But it was really fun, and the, the irony is all the people that were there at the bar anyway, because Sunday Funday is kind of our little shtick. Sure. Um, they thought we were idiots, and it was hilarious. And so the next year, we killed it. I think we did like 1,100 beers the next year, and then it just got bigger and bigger. And we, I think we just had our 11th 500. Wow. Um, yeah, it just it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year. And it's funny to me now, like a decade later, there's college kids that show up for the 500 for 500 that were like 12 when we, start, when we started doing this. And they're like, I heard about it from an older fraternity brother and we're going to drink. I heard from guys. this old man down the road. Yeah, exactly. And so now it's like kind of like one of our little things. And it's it's just super goofy. It's another reason to dress up like a redneck and, and just pound beers, you know. Well, if you ever do a Talladega one, Connor and I will be there immediately. Because we did yeah. Dega three or four years ago and had the best time. That was awesome. And cool same experience. same thing. Dress up ridiculous, goofy facial hair, and just get hammered. Yeah, so. yeah. Everybody likes light beers. And yeah. then we, I mean, there's there's an old man Bob, a guy who lives down the street, um, who we haven't seen in a while because his wife is immune compromised, so he's been kind of laying low. But Bob will wear all his hunting gear. He's like. 70 and Bob the Domino's Bob yeah yeah and he'll come down and drink 16 18 beers and you know chip in for Mm -hmm. the total tally and it's hilarious for me you know guys my dad's age (laughs) all right so Eric if you've ever listened to our pod you know like when we have interviews I go ahead and uh, I do some uh, quick hitters so here's a couple to to end to end the segment but uh, what's your favorite beer uh, my favorite beer depend. It would depend on where I'm at. I really like at your bar, at the paddock. My favorite beer at the paddock would probably be like a cold, cold Coors Light. Okay, uh, what's your favorite drink? Favorite drink, probably just straight tequila. Nice. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Any, any type, of, any particular? Um, when we were in Tulum, me and Kurt Singer were drinking that Jose Cuervo Grand Reserva, uh, and it was like seven bucks. So we got real spoiled on that. Yeah, um, that's a very nice tequila. Um, there's a lot of good ones. I don't like Patron for some reason. Okay, really? Yeah, yeah. it's just not my favorite. I think it's a little bit. I don't know. It's yeah. harsh. A little uh, bit talked. Yeah. A little bit talked up. <laughs> What's your uh, favorite bar other than your own in Lexington? If I had to own a bar other than the Paddock, it would have to be McCarthy's. Okay, I think that same just, kind of vibe. That that bar is just a bar. When you walk in it, you're like, oh, man, this could be in, like, a movie set. It's it's a, just a great bar. And that's interesting you said that because it's similar to, like, how you have the paddock and the other paddock where it's, like, same vibe, but it's different. Yeah. So, like, same thing with McCarthy's. They're, like, and it's the same, same, but it's different. Like, they did a really good job, of, in my opinion. Spider-Well. And I don't want <laughs> to pick on larger places, but McCarthy's is a very large bar. Oh, yeah. That does oh, yeah. not feel very large. No. So if you're there on a Sunday morning watching Hurling or something with all the old guys, 
and there's 30 people there Jesse. in the middle, it feels really fun. Yeah. And if you're there on Saturday night with 600 other people, yeah. it still feels fun. Yeah. You don't feel like you're in a warehouse when it's a small group, and you don't feel like overwhelmed when there's a ton of people there. It's just a it's yeah. a really cool layout, and it's it's the oldest continually owned bar in Lexington. There's older bars, but they've changed ownership. Sure. Um, Roddy and Peter have been down there since I think 1994. That is a long time. Oh yeah. Of continuity. And it's very, very, very profitable too. So yeah, yeah, they do okay. You got, you got to have a bar that you like. It looks good. It feels good. But you, you want a bar that makes money too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Well, and then all the flux too. Like a building was torn down that was in front of it, and then it was a grassy yeah. knoll, and yeah. then it was another <laughs> building. It was, like, the, it was, it was a pit. Yeah, pit for like yeah. three years. Yeah, so uh, it's eight years. Yeah. Um, it also like a, a, it appeals to more groups of people than most other bars naturally See, do too. The demographics there yeah. are probably a 60 year span. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got to be like, no kidding, like 19 year olds to like 90 year olds. <laughs> oh, like yeah. seriously, like all over the place, you know? And yeah, I, I've been going there for a very long time. It's a cool bar. All right. So if you're not on the block, what's your favorite area of town? I like, I, I live out uh, near Manowar and Clay's Mill and Stonewall okay. neighborhood. Yeah. I really like Banners a lot. Yeah. Ryan McGuffin and I used to work together a long time ago at Two Keys a yeah. million years ago. Um, his old partner Kyle and I worked together at Abercrombie and Fish. Yeah. I've known those guys my whole life. Abercrombie and Fish boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Model, right? Worst job I've mean, ever yeah. had. We can fold the, our clothes, can't we? Met the best friends I've ever met at that place. Yeah. At Abercrombie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I've been in the best. I've been the best man in like four or five guys' weddings. <laughs> nice. And they all smell good because they still got the cologne. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> um, I like uh, same kind of area. We usually hit up both. Uh, it, cocktails too out there. Love yeah. really cool. <laughs> Big cocktails um, too. Love, Love Sam. Sam. Sam's yeah. great, and Brett's awesome. Um, so those are awesome little places I usually go to a lot in the summer when I'm kind of mm-hmm. hanging out at my house and just Patios. don't want to get all the way downtown. Um, but yeah, I'm down here on the block a lot, and then you know it's a quick two block walk. People that need to take an Uber from the paddock to McCarthy's mm, need to exercise. Uh, that's, a, that's a joke. I've heard yeah. that several times. It, it's not and again, that, not and again, that again, far. Can I read it? They're missing old hookers. Yeah, it's a downhill walk. It's a downhill walk. And when things reopen a little bit more, like right now, obviously we're still under all these curfews and restrictions, and I'm fine with the curfew. I don't want to ever go back to two thirty. Like. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for people to be up at three in the morning drinking. Um, well, for you, shutting everything down and oh yeah, it's, it's four four a.m. We're getting out at three four a.m. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll go so, back though, don't you think? Um, well, uh, one I, or two. Scott you and I, I, you and I are the only ones that remember it was one. It was one. Yeah, and that, that was the thing. Oh, so, so right, yeah. right when I bought the paddock, it was one. And I, Smoking I, band I, worked at, I worked at Atomic Cafe for years, seven or eight years, with Dale Holland. Yeah. And I knew Sandy down at Rosebuds and a bunch yeah. of other bar owners. But I was a peon. I was 22 and didn't really have any idea what I was doing. When the city really wanted to get rid of smoking, the Trojan horse that they used was extra hours of operation. Yeah. And so a lot of the older business owners, bar owners, thought, oh, well, we're packed at 1230. That money that number will continue for another 90 minutes past one o'clock and that's just not the case like just delayed everything 90 minutes it just made everybody come out later be more hungover you know et cetera, et cetera. 
And what you really lost, in my opinion, were the two coolest parts, which is day drinking, people that would go out at 7 o'clock in the summer, 6 o'clock in the summer, and not 11 o'clock at night. And it killed the after party. Yeah. Because at 1230, especially when I was in college, we used to flip a coin to see who was going to get beer. Yeah. Somebody would leave the bar and go get beer, and we would all go over to a house and, and have, you know, seven or eight of us, like a little small group, and hang out afterwards. And that's where you really get to know your friends and talk and all that stuff. As much as I love the bars, you're not really developing deep relationships <laughs> packed into a place that's blaring music at two in the morning. So if I had to do that all over again, I would have said, you guys can have smoking because it's bad for you. and Just let us stay at one o'clock. Yeah. Um, the, big, the big ones that we really want repealed are the distancing. And I know that COVID is still around. I know it's a real thing. I've had it um, a couple of times, actually. Um, yeah, no, don't worry, I've had the vaccine too. Um, I didn't have any symptoms, which is, I would have known I had it unless I got tested. Yeah. But long and short of it, the people that are going out now, I think have either been vaccinated, had it, or don't care anymore. Yeah. I don't see a lot of people in wheelchairs rolling up and down the street in front of... I've seen a handful. The, you know, the, the, the bars at, at yeah. midnight, you know? So at some point in time, you just kind of got to let the people live their lives and let the people that are still nervous or still, Don't you go. know, yeah, yeah, just to stay at home at those, those hours. And so that's the big ones that we really want are the masks, like get rid of those and then get rid of the distancing. He can, the governor can continue to raise the occupancy levels and it doesn't help us at all. Right. So we're not, the paddock's never really operated even at 50% ever because we can't get that number in the bar and distance. Right. right. So I know Carson's, I know Ruby's, they've been at 35, 40% this whole time. So anytime he raises it, oh, you can go to 60% or you can go to 65%. It's like handing out free car wash tokens to people that don't have cars. Like, it doesn't help us at all. It's just something he likes to say so he feels good when he's on his little daily power trip. So as soon as we get get off of the distancing, then bars will really be able to to kind of bounce back from a bad year all around. Sure. Well, okay, so if you weren't a bar owner, what would you be doing? Well, I went to school for history and political science. I wanted to go to law school. (laughs) Um, Kind of. I mean, I guess nobody really wants to go to law school. They just do it because they want to be a lawyer. Um, I've thought about going back. I probably won't ever, but that's probably what I would do if I didn't own a bar. It was kind of an experiment at 22. Sure. And flamed out. So what, you're 27. I was like, well, what am I going to do after this? And then at 38, it's like, I guess this. This is it. (laughs) And cool. So, so, yeah. So, Life has an interesting way of kind of leading you on its own path. So All right. Well, one with this last one, because you've talked a lot about this. So when you travel, mm-hmm. so two questions. What's your favorite place you've been? And then what's next? Like, what's the next place you want to go that you haven't been? Oh, so I almost never go to places twice. Cool. Um, not because they're bad, but because I always want to go somewhere There's so new. many. You're never going to hit them all. The only place that I can think of that I would go back, that I will go back to, is uh, East Africa, Kenya, Tanzania area. Okay. My mom grew up there. My grandparents ran a mission hospital there for a billion years. And so my mom actually grew up in East Africa at Rift Valley Academy, came to Henry Clay her senior year of high school to get one year in here in the States before she went to UK mm-hmm. for nursing school. So I got a chance to go with her in 2000. 
um, on a medical relief team for about eight weeks, nine weeks, I think it was. And that was, it's mind blowing. I'm sure. It's like wake up and there's just like a zoo walking around literally. Um, that place is cool. The beaches are awesome. You know, the beaches in, in Tulum and Cancun and, and uh, Puerto Rico, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, they're, they're all cool and they're all different in their own ways. Um, but they're all beaches. Oh, so they're, yeah. they're beach. Yeah. Let me let me let you end on this too, because I think it's neat. You're you're you live in Lexington. You own the bar. It's locally owned. It's not a corporation. Like it's you. Uh, but you're also very like I think you you just gave us a little hint. Like you are very opinionated. Uh, no, you're that. No, but <laughs> no, but you're service oriented too. Like you've done oh. philanthropy projects. You you had that shoe thing like. Yeah. So talk a little bit about some of those things that you've been able to do, too. Well, my brother Grant and his church have been real involved in Nicaragua. They have a missionary down there in uh, Ometepe, which is like a volcanic island in the middle of a lake that has the only <laughs> freshwater sharks in the world. And so they go down every summer pre-COVID and build houses there. And I got a chance to go with him for several years down there. And with the soccer passion that we have, it was easy to see that they love to play soccer and do not have access to our equipment. And I remember getting home the first year I went there and I had probably nine or 10 pairs of cleats that I hadn't worn in a decade, just sitting in my closet. And it was like, you know, kind of felt bad, not really, but kind of like, God, we're so blessed that we just sit around with twice worn Nikes, you know, like maybe one day I'll put them on again. So um, a bunch of, I know, a bunch of the soccer guys that I played with were in the same boat. So we actually just kind of started doing it kind of um, locally, and then the news heard about it. Once the news hears about it, everyone hears about it. And uh, we took, I mean, even Oakley, like the sunglass company, most people don't know they make a lot of, like, special forces kit. They gave me, like, 12 duffel bags to get all the stuff down there. These big, like, military-grade things that we still have, that we still take down every year with full of stuff. that's one thing that we've done. It takes took me little to no effort to do that. Yeah, just kind of like bring it up. Um, I'm involved with the Freemasons here in Lexington, and we collect coats for Eastern State. You know, all kinds of stuff. We're we're real involved in the Ronald McDonald House. I think if you care about where you live, you should do some nice things sure. <laughs> from yeah. time to time. I know that that's a pretty obvious idea but uh, a lot of people it is, but it isn't <laughs> a lot of people just let stuff go by like just or, like or they, someone else is going to do it yeah yeah or yeah i'll you know i'll write a check which is good you should always be able to do that if you can um but it's kind of like the gym you know everybody plans on going to the gym but not everybody goes to the gym or they don't go as much as you kind of have to like get out of your comfort zone and force yourself to do it a little bit and the bar's been a really cool platform because we can just blast stuff out on social media and our customers will just Yep. bring yep. stuff up there yep. you know yep. whether yep. it's whether it's coats or donations for whatever it is we're doing my buddy John Shutt who's uh, involved at Michter's now he's like their international brand representative or something it's like an eight part title um, he was living in the Virgin Islands when they got hit with the two cat five hurricanes so he had a big push to to raise uh, money to help the people that had just gotten like wiped off the face of the, the earth down there because it was right before Christmas mm-hmm. right. and so you know 
we, we were able to get a bunch of toys together. It was all Shut's idea, but we were able to get a bunch of toys and stuff together and, and try to make a bad situation better, you know. We don't have to live through back-to-back Cat 5s in the same week, and that is unbelievable sure. to think about, you know. So. All right, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. still here with our special guest Eric from the paddock. JB's hair is looking phenom presently. Um, so outside New Circle like we've been doing we're going to stick to a six pack. Uh, this six pack that we're going to be fantasy drafting or snake drafting is the best times to party and so give a couple examples. So it can either be a type of party like a birthday party so that's a good time to party or reasons to party so if you got a new job promotion Go ahead and celebrate. And you can't see us, but the way we're situated, we're just going to go in the order that we're in. We're going to start with Connor, and then we're going to snake draft it, and we're going to do our six-pack here. So, Connor, what's your – you get the first. Overall, what's your favorite time to party? Uh, um, I'm going to go and take it off the board. I'm going to take my 21st birthday. The 21st birthday 21st party. 21st birthday That's going out. That's a good party. Even yeah. if my birthday was on a, on a Tuesday, at least I'll – Snack some people for that on 21st because you know I'm still in college or whatever at the time. So, yeah, 21st birthday. Every birthday party you have is like your 21st birthday. Oh, yeah, usually. (laughs) All right, Eric, what do you got? I really like the national holidays. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm a um, I love the lake, so like Memorial Day, Labor Day, those are kind of either like pool house parties, American parties, parties. yeah, or like Fourth of July, good time. Um, I guess Halloween really isn't a national yeah, holiday. Oh, yeah. But yeah, 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 you're yeah. jumping ahead here. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do six. you got to do six. <laughs> All right, so America, so Labor Day. Memorial Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Memorial Day. So we we'll the July. America party. Yeah. yeah. The, All right. You get the well, Monday off. Yeah, so, three-day weekend. Yeah, three-day weekend. So the only reason we jumped the gun, and you wouldn't know this, so I'm a huge, we do a Halloween party. So my wife and I have done one. We did it before we were even married. So I think we, this year will be our eighth annual. So we're cute. Got to wear a costume. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, Halloween party. I'm taking Halloween party. because You're just a Grinch if you don't dress yeah. up for yeah, Halloween. It's stupid. Yeah, like, Don't come. We tell people don't come. You can literally up. wear anything. Yes. JB has worn anything. That's yeah, <laughs> true. My dad used to always tell this story about one of his good buddies, a guy named Doug Hardy, who was just not really big into a costume or whatever. And my dad, like, I guess they were having a big party when they were younger, like, was like, you have to wear a costume. So... He went and bought a roll of aluminum foil and just rolled himself up as aluminum foil with a sign that said leftovers. <laughs> and I was like, there you done. go. Yeah. Creative. Yeah. Costume done. Cost yeah. two bucks, you know? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. You get two, JB. You're yeah. on a hub. So I'll go first with Tailgate. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yep, right? I have that one. Yeah. So we, this group has its Tailgate, so we love that. You're more than and welcome then, to attend. Yeah. Yeah. And that then, has to come back, right? Yeah. We, we uh, have to do it. There's no yeah. way if we, we go through college football insane. without tailgating. We bought our tickets. We actually upped them. We're doing four this year. We just had two, and now we're doing four. Like, there has to be tailgate because that's 80% of why I go. I, I think at the very minimum we saw in college football last year, the SEC was like, screw this, we're doing it. I think the SEC and probably the Big Ten, because you know Ohio State and those, uh, Michigan, those are big tailgate schools. Sure. Too. They're going to be, like, pushing hard 
to allow to. people to yeah. do that. You know, yeah. Connor, were you gonna say something? Oh, I was gonna say, well, don't we have a well that one? I don't want to say his name, but that one guy who we know who does UK stuff said there was gonna be full capacity for the football games. Should so be. I would assume tailgating. It needs to be right. So Should I would be. assume tailgating that if they're gonna do full capacity. Yeah, I mean, I'll I mean, be there. We have four yeah. tickets. We can it's, at least have four of us. It's outdoors, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what they want us yeah. to be doing. Is outside. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if we're still doing this in November, come on, man. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my second one is, and this is one that I've kind of hung my hat on, is are the Triple Crown parties. Like okay. Parties I had Derby each, on here, but go ahead, take the, them all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> each of each race and of the Triple Crown. You're a good host for those. Yeah. They're a good time. Those right? are fun. And I make, I do. Each one is custom to to the particular race. So like the Derby has mint juleps yeah, and pimento cheese and that thing, and then for the Preakness, I have black eyed seasons and crab cakes and mm-hmm. and then. Uh, the New York stuff for fancy. Yeah. Oh, so you can come. I like it. Right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. So this is more general, similar to what Eric did. I'm gonna go the UK basketball game party. That was my next one. So, oh, <laughs> so we'll be thinking. So I mean, tournament probably is more fun than North. But like any UK basketball game is an excuse to go out and party, have a good time, get your spot early, get out there, get to the paddock, get to wherever my house. And so I'm going to go UK basketball. And what's game. the atmosphere going to be like going into this next season after that debacle this year? I mean, it's got to be like every time we win, people just go crazy because yeah. it's like, which will be ah, a blast. Yeah, I, I was actually, I was it can't be worse. I was so pleased with our crowds for as bad as our team was, and, it, it, and I'm sure people just wanted to get out of the house. You guys were full, weren't you? We were packed, and and normally awesome. like in packed, packed, you packed as you could be packed. Packed. Following Within the guidelines, guidelines by the of government. COVID. He listens, so. I bet he does. Um, <laughs> that guy likes me. <laughs> um, the people didn't leave. Like in yeah. past years when we've been very it's good, it's been a double edged sword. It's like, okay, if Kentucky's really good, people get real excited about it. But when we lose, even in February, uh, people will go home because they're bummed. Yeah. We were so bad this year that people, like, it was on, and they were wearing the gear, and they were for it, but it was just like, ah, oh, well. It was, was almost like it was almost like they were watching football. Yeah. Football they're they were into, flipped. and basketball they were yeah. just kind of like, we tailgate regardless, win or lose, we still lose. Well, no, <laughs> and there was no place to go. Like, if you left, you had to run the gamble of, is there going to be a table or a right. seat for me to go someplace else? To right. Go, right. Right. Pros and cons. Yeah. All right, so what do you got? Well, I wanted that one. <laughs> um, we talked about it earlier. I, I love watching soccer. And, okay. And so um, I went over to my buddy Mark Boyle's house for a couple games during COVID, and there was about five or six of us to watch the early morning Saturday EPL stuff. And that's kind of fun. He put like three or four TVs up, so we got all the mm-hmm. games on. Um, and of course, the World Cup. When the World Cup's on, it's well, that's what I was say. It's like so fun. Lexington's, they're getting there. They're not a huge soccer town, but when that when the, the soccer year, fans are so much more rabid. The only thing I could compare them to is if you ever go down to McCarthy's, like we've talked about a bunch during like the rugby cups, the Six Nations cups, or the hurling, and you go down there and you watch people that. Are into it. Into it. It's almost aggressive yeah. how into it they are. Oh yeah. When the it's US, not a casual the US sport. Men's is good at soccer. It's great. And, oh, it's this city's awesome. It's Anywhere awesome. you go. We went to Country Boy one year. Yeah. And like it was packed for you. Like the uh, what do they call it? The um, it's like the little group of, of people. Uh, 
American Outlaws. Yes, yes, yes. They yes, go yes. to West Six, I think. Yeah, and, and they, they pack it actually, out. Actually, I think they're at KS Bar now. Probably. Yeah. 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 All right, Connor, you get two. All right. Uh, well, this hasn't happened to me yet, but obviously retirements. Oh yeah, right. for, for any parents or whatever are yours, retirements. Shoot, I'm hoping to do that in the next ten years. I mean, I'm I knew ball. that was on everybody's top list. So I'm gonna ball out at Connor's retirement party. <laughs> hey, go ahead, I'll, I'll get you whatever you want. Is it gonna be at the paddock? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could. I'm down. I'm down. It'll be there. I promise. All right, uh, what else? You and got then we're gonna and then we're gonna go with with also doesn't have to be. It's obviously my f- first house buy. Your first ever house. You're going to throw up on oh, your house. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Housewarming. Housewarming. Stock the bar. You know? yeah, 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 Stock right. the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. All right. Those are always fun to me because everybody just drinks all the booze that gets brought in. So it's just like, it's more like a recycle for the first time at your yeah. house no, party. Hey, buddy, it's bottom of Makers. And by the end of that, there's it's like all a gone, sip. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's a bunch of backwash. Your house is awesome. Love this place. I need in that corner if I want to go clean it up. That's funny. You're exactly right. So great. It's a stock the bar, but is it? It's a stock the yeah. bar with empty bottles party yeah. is what it is. People also move more than they used to, too. Like, yes. You've already, yes. Moved, you've already owned two houses. Correct. Right? And so I was like, well, we didn't have a stock the bar. Right. But, but there, I get what you people were trying to start it, but it was weird because it was mm-hmm. COVID. And they're like, well, they've already, like, this. You don't do a housewarming party for a second house. Right, like, right, right. Do you not? It's like when you have a second kid. The second one doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My poor little brother is the youngest of four. By the time it got to him, they went from, like, washing the pacifier to, like, wiping it on their pant leg, yeah, like, just picking it up and just stick it back in his like, mouth. But you're lucky you got a pacifier. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Eric, you got one? Um, I kind of mentioned it earlier with the with the uh, American parties, but – Lake parties, houseboat yeah. parties, yep. boat parties. Those are fun, yeah, fun parties. Yeah. yeah. You've never seen Dan Glass flying by you going, sweet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you haven't really been to Cumberland. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with the uh, ugly Christmas sweater party. Those are killer. Always a classic. You do it at the bars. You do it at people's houses. Again, participatory. you got to wear it. If you don't wear it, don't show up. Holiday drink-offs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm. anything themed I'm all about. And so sure. I'm going ugly Christmas sweater. Right. Uh, I haven't been to many here, but they used to do these a lot, like, I guess more in the Midwest, but like the, um, and it, they really have no purpose other than it's a day you can do it, but like the, um, like the seasonal party, like the autumnal equinox or summer solstice parties. Oh, I'm not familiar with these. Yeah, like, but, but I'm here. I'm summer here. solstice party? Yeah, well, like, it's, like it's, the winter solstice, summer solstice. Uh, oh, like the opening of spring, or like the opening of a season. It's always party. in the 21st. They're a little oh, bit yeah. more prevalent in like farming areas yes. because yes, it's like exactly. starts and stops the season uh, so like yeah, yeah. Okay. okay see i'm not familiar. i mean i'm not saying it's, I'm not. i've never done it because like it always seems like it's on a like a tuesday night and it's like okay. well how, how am i gonna get people to come out but maybe it would okay um and then so that's one and then i would say like Oktoberfest. oh i just wrote that down because that was what i forgot that one's love Oktoberfest. Christ King always has some sneaky good bands. Yes. I have like the gin blossoms there for free. Yeah, and it's for, like, yeah. wait, yeah, what? Gross. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, who else? Who else? Yeah. 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 They get some good uh, bands October over there. And that kind of aligns with the equal. Like, it's that that September, that time of year when things are transitioning. It's so fun. Like, the church yeah. one day a year is just like, we're going to have gambling and drinking yeah. and everything. <laughs> and we're just going to do it for charity. So yeah. everything the will be fine. The poker is going to be hidden in a different room for the big players. <laughs> 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 you don't know this. I do the bingo 
Carson County. Oh, really? Yeah. I done. grew up on the corner of Hart and Cochran, so like a block oh, you, away. Yeah. Oh, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I taught at Cassidy. I, oh, yeah. I also, My wife teaches there. I also went to Christ King. Second grade, three. Um, all right. That's where Patino used to go, I believe. I'm going to take this one before. I might, should I leave this for you? Go ahead. All right. I'm going to go with the we're going to a concert party. Oh, sure, yeah. So you pregame at the bars, you get hammered, take shot, then you go to the party, you're double, or you go to the concert, you're double fisting because you don't want to in the line so long. So like you find out what the max beers you can get at when you go up to the Oh yeah. yeah. So well, they're not nineteen dollars a piece like in the concert. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but all I'm saying is like you have them like we get smashed at Pat Acre Pin- Tinder if we walk to Rub. Country boy. Yeah. Country yeah, boy. Yeah. And then we go to Rub. Love and then that you, place. But then you go in to Rub and you're like, how many beers per person? Two. 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 So then you okay, get your two yes. with the lids. lids yes. And the straws. And you take it back to your seat, so you don't have to keep going back up and down sure. the stairs. And so then you can hide some I'm going. The concert. Or you can do like me and my old business partner did and spill all your beers all over people at Nine Inch Nails in Rupp Arena. <laughs> almost get into a fight. Or Connor, who wants to give it to the security guard that I know. Uh, I forgot he was working. At Chris Young. Yeah. Felt bad for those Connor, people. Connor, you had a night that night. Uh, Connor, we're, had we're not going to bring up that. Yeah. that was, uh, we'll I, was very, up. I was very intoxicated. All right. Eric, got another one? All right. So I kind of want to lump these together because, like you said, to, like a random Tuesday, I always kind of put these two like at the top of my days because they're on random days and I love random days uh actual not Saturday but actual St. Patty's Day oh yep 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 and actual Fat Tuesday for Mardi Gras those are great little if you're in the industry like usually Tuesdays and early early in the week are kind of like Less busy times for us, so kind of more of our days off. I love St. Patty's Day. That's like a oh yeah early in the morning at Shamrocks for breakfast, yep. and then yep. just yeah. Maybe fade Linus, off into the night. Yeah, you're McCarthy's, you're at Molly Brooks. Everywhere. Yeah, I try to go everywhere on St. Patty's Day. It's I'm actual St. Patty's I'm Day. Hitch my wagon next year. Not <laughs> the Not watered the down before. weekend stuff with the parade and well, everything. To that point, though, I get what you're saying, especially being in the industry, but. That Saturday before St. Patrick's Day in Lexington is so much fun, though, because... St. Practice Day. Yeah, well, it is, because, well, you have the parade, and then usually UK's in the tournament. They're playing that day. Yes. And so you, like, you just get that full day of just, like, it's nonstop, so it's day well, it's usually it's, it's usually SEC tournament, right. Rough, yeah. you know, usually. Yeah, or, yeah, either one, but you can... Except basketball, this year. Basketball's playing, <laughs> so you get that full day that's so much fun. And it's probably better if you have kids or, like... You know, can do a little more like family we'll just bring stuff. some kids. Yeah. <laughs> Find some kids. I bring my own cooler downtown <laughs> the parade is what I do. All right, Connor, you get two. All right, well, uh, I'm th- I don't know if this one technically counts, but uh, a good beer Olympics. Ooh, Already, uh, that, what do you mean that doesn't that I was just thinking out of the box. Absolutely yeah, that counts. All right, cool. Yeah, you have a good pick by countries, whatever, and then you get all your games and stuff. Uh, and my next one, I'm going to go with a job promotion for a friend. Okay. Sure. They want to go always, out and celebrate that. Yep, lots of people over. Or even a lateral move or a new job. Let's yeah, just party. Yeah, we're a new job, yeah. <laughs> they don't even really care. <laughs> Actually, I can fire it. Let's party. <laughs> Anything to do with a job. <laughs> All right, Eric, back to you. So we used to do this thing a long time ago. A bunch of me and my buddies would rent, like, a short school bus. And we would go around... <laughs> And we called it. Are we allowed to? Are we allowed to swear on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We called it the shitty bar crawl, and we would literally go to places that you would never go to. Mm-hmm. A because they might be dangerous or just way out of the way, and 
the bars weren't necessarily shitty, but like the idea was like we're gonna go to places that we never go right. to, yeah. like or Camelot especially West. Not, especially not consecutively. We would start out at Camelot West bar. at yeah. like seven o'clock, yeah. and then we would go to like all those weird like little karaoke spots in the neighborhoods, yeah. And, yeah. and just see how many we could the go to. Stretch. See how many we could go to, and it was like places that aren't even around anymore. But yeah. like we go to Squires. And, Everyone, like, my friends, whenever they would see us there, they'd be like, darn it, you think my bar is shitty? And I'm like, no, that's just that's what we call it, you know? But it was, it was like, such a fun thing because you're, you have a driver, but you're not, like, in a nice limo. You're in, like, right, a, right. You're in, so like, you don't a short care if you bus. Spill, you're yeah, shotgunning. yeah, and you're drinking the Can whole time. Can we do that this summer? Oh, I'm down. We have to, we probably have to, we probably have to rephrase it because, like I said, yeah. I remember... We rolled into Campus Pub once when Guff was working at Campus Pub, and he was like, screw you. And I was like, what? And he was like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> All right, let's like, do it. We don't we'll think, think the, the actual bar is shitty. It's just like a random Thursday. You yeah. just go around. I'm in. It's very you fun. In? Mm-hmm. It's very right, fun. Let's do it. I'm, I'm and in. The idea was, at least at the time, we would have a drink and a shot everywhere we went. So you're not there for very long until – You've had a couple, and then that drink lasts yeah. for longer and longer. That's true, Bart. So that's yes. well, similar to, have you ever done the, um, where you do the golf bar crawl? Oh, yeah. So it's similar to that, what, what you're explaining is like, where like at each bar, it's like, if you do a shot, it's a birdie. If you sure. do a beer, it's a par. Tall, yeah. tall boys. Yeah, thing. right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I say we resurrect this summer. Let's, uh, let's bring it. That, that's fun because you get to go to a lot of places, like I said, that you just either don't think about or right. you just don't go. I mean, we would, we'd wind up everywhere from, like, Cocktails 1 back when it was like oh, the yeah. only place over there. I love Cocktails. When it was, like, now it's a machine and it's making money and Sam's doing great. When it first opened, Cocktails 1 was a dive. And it was so. Well, it was awesome. all the people that lived there. Like yes. that was their, it was a neighborhood bar. Oh yeah. Cheers. The 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 guy that lived behind there was always in there, and he like trying to get you to smoke weed out by the door. <laughs> like, Yo is... man, I'm just taking a leak because the bathroom lasts too long. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has, has Spuds been on the list? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like Shinaway Pub. Like these are places that I like. It's just called. It's just called the shitty bar crawl. It's just funny. Shinaway Pub. Right, but the idea was this too. I forgot a very important part of this. You had to dress up in a costume. Yeah. That themes. no, that people that didn't know you wouldn't recognize as a costume. So you could not dress up as Batman, but okay. you could dress up as like a PE instructor from the seventies. Okay. So like everybody on the bar crawl knew what your costume was. Everybody else was just weirded out. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, like that. Like really good costumes were like, oh, there's there's Spider Man over there. Like no, it's like what so is I'm he gonna wearing? Walk, I want to walk that fine line between like. Not obvious and like like are you a real like, cowboy like, or why are you dressed like, like, like this? Why is, you know yeah, why is Joe wearing that right now? Like exactly. Yes. I like that, that was the fun part because we also kind of wanted to weird everybody else out that would never see us again. Really, I like it. I like it. Um, my next one, I'm gonna go with the pool party. Oh yeah. So whether that's at someone's home, whether it's at Merrick, wherever. But you're at the pool, it's summertime, you're bringing the tunes, you're bringing the food, you're bringing the beers, you're getting yelled at for having your beers too close to the pool. Like, I'm all in on the pool party. I feel like that was like the star of summer 2020. Oh, you couldn't do it. You couldn't do anything else. So anyone that had a pool was like, Mm -hmm. we're going over there, you know? Yeah. 
yeah, my friend over here owns a house with a pool and he has an Airbnb, but like people, the, his basement's the Airbnb. But people were renting it, the Airbnb, just to just use the, the pool, pool yeah. during the day. Because <laughs> all the public pools were closed, all yeah. the private pools were closed. You couldn't go to the movies, you couldn't really go to, you couldn't travel well, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like it was like, uh. You get two. All right, this is the last two, right? Yeah, yeah your last two, and that comes back to me. All right. Um, so again, I guess growing up in a small town, rural town, like Thanksgiving Eve. The oh yeah, the Wednesday. I have it on the yeah. Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's badass. Yeah. It's like everyone was home. Yep. Like, um, extended family, family. Yep. You went to the bar. It's a great so night. Probably it was their biggest bar night of the year. It's the um, biggest going out night of the year. Yeah. In the country, I'm not okay. kidding. It's like that one in Halloween. Are yeah. Really big. Uh, let's see. I got a lot to choose from, but I think I'm going to kind of narrow we'll do down. We'll do our all Okay. Narrow down to. One, again, it's not a big U.S. holiday, but Boxing Day. So the day after December 26th. Huge, huge soccer day. All, yeah. the, all the pro soccer teams in the world play on the 26th of December. And in Canada, it's like Boxing Day for them is like their day after Thanksgiving yeah. sales day. Like Got that's when you go Black shopping. Friday. Yeah, Black Friday. Yeah. Yeah. All right, mine, so it's not a specific day, but I think you all know what it is. It's the first night of a boy's trip. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, so like, you blow your load. Everyone's, like it should be a three or four day trip. Way too excited. <laughs> yeah, you're like, let's go. First and, night in Vegas. Yeah, like, right. So like, crawling first, around so, the next all day. Night. Yeah. So yeah. like, Eric, my buddies and I, we did for years. We would do one UK away game and one uh, UK football and basketball game every year. Mm-hmm. And so like, we would usually sometimes it'd be Thursday if we had to fly somewhere. But usually it was that Friday night, and then UK played Saturday. But that Friday night, we went like hard. We were, oh, we like this is the greatest night. Well, in the Kentucky hadn't lost yet. Yeah, you oh, know, so it's so like, like let's go. Or football, we'd lost many of times. Yeah. So we were just like, <laughs> we're happy to be here. We're taking over Fayetteville. But the first night of a boys' trip, that's epic. Very fun. Okay, that's mine. All right. Well, I've got. I've, I'm going to save the one I hate the most first and then end on the one that I probably like the most. <laughs> I hate New Year's Eve. Fact. It is the, the least worst. cool party night of the year. It is amateur hour. You. People walking around shoeless at 11 o'clock, yelling at their <laughs> girlfriends and boyfriends. Like, it is just the worst. Ugh, it's awful. It's the worst. That being said, my favorite party, realistically, is really just here in Lexington, and that's the Keeneland party, the tailgate yes. before Keeneland when you're allowed to do that. Yep. That is really fun because you can give you an excuse to dress up. The weather's usually nice. You can get, like, nice champagne and bourbon and then, like, cheese girls and crackers. The girls are always looking great at Keeneland. And or boys, uh, whomever. Yeah, and, yeah, either way, whatever. <laughs> whomever. Yeah. Um, that's a great one. It's it's just it's just and that's so different, different than anywhere else. And that's man. different from your horse racing party. Like yeah, Keeneland's a whole. different It's not animal. the same as Churchill Downs. No, it's, even. it's, it's not the same different. as any park anywhere. Yeah. Like, it's different. Or, yeah. Keeneland's different. That's a great one. I mean, All they right. wear they wear bow ties when they sweep up your cigarette butts at Keeneland. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's different. <laughs> it really is. It's hard to explain to people that have been to Santa Anita or Gulfstream or whatever. It's just different. Keeneland's yep. different. I like that. 
right, I'm gonna go. I don't have this one written down. I just thought about this one. Uh, when you're playing a, with, on a scramble team with your team, and you want to get drunk during it. Yeah. Oh, golf. A scramble, golf scramble. Yes. Golf scramble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great, your other great one. Especially one. me as the D golfer. That's yeah. my time to shine. Because <laughs> you're driving around. I only got hit two shots all day. Golden. <laughs> <laughs> and usually I hit in the front nine and then back nine. Good luck. I always putt first so that everyone else can get a good read. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. You got all your right. also rands. Yeah. You do yours, I'll do mine. Um, uh, this kind of goes with the seasonal ones, but the full moon party, again, that's not a big deal here, but in Iowa and Nebraska, it was like a really big deal, especially during the summer. It's very, very cool in Bali. Yeah. <laughs> full moon parties on the beach. I like it. Um, this one, I didn't commemorate until this year, and uh, your wife, Lindsay, and I are similar to her, the half birthday party. So yeah, I know, see, I don't do but it. I know people, some kids who have like holiday, like, Christmas around Christmas birthdays, yeah, yeah. like we'll do theirs around the Fourth of July. Yeah, because uh, like it will be their own special day type thing. I think those are my two two. All right, I, and I have okay, so I have a f- couple also rands, but like they're kind of grouped. So one is like uh, associated with engagements and weddings. So like the bachelor party. Yeah, bachelor party is a great sure. one, obviously. Sure. Uh, the engagement party, which is so much better than like the bridal showers or the couple shower like engagement party like depending on I don't who's hosting those. but it can you can get a little loose depending on who's the hosting it's like the first one that but when you hosted ours yeah that's a great engagement yeah. party um and then this is an underrated one so you know traditionally most weddings are on saturdays not all a and lot then, and then the engage or the rehearsal dinner is friday but that thursday party when some of your boys are getting in town, and you're like, okay, I can get out for a little bit because I don't have anything till five on Friday, but I'm off work. Yeah. That Thursday before a wedding <laughs> party is really See, good. I prefer the Wednesday Friday <laughs> weddings. Oh. oh. If I ever get married, I'm getting married at like 8 a.m. on a Thursday so that With all my friends bus. can take off work for two days. <laughs> yeah. Just right in the middle of a work day. And just so like if oh they have thrive. to come to this like yeah. they've got to be off work it's for it. It's an obligation. And the, pe- the people that get, I mean I understand that there's scheduling and all that things book up. The people that get married like in the middle of like a home football game or Stupid. something. Oh, oh man, just get out of town. Yeah, I always about. make them pay for my tickets. I'm like if I have to miss this game, yeah, like you're buying my ticket. Sorry, I'm, I'm with you. Actually, I have a story about that. Uh, one of uh, all right, so one of like my good uh, good friends, Grub, she had a wedding, and I don't know if they did a schedule or if there was a one time, but it was the freaking UK Florida game, Mm-mm. and it was Jordan English was playing. Was the band that was playing, and eighty five percent of people this was at uh, at Idol Hour were all watching the UK football game and not appearing. Why would you not? Yeah, and it was the one that we fucking lost on like a sixty four yard miss or whatever. That guy had to get kicked twice. Oh, yeah, that guy. That was the worst. Mm. So then my other kind of grouping. fun wedding, though. Shout out to Emma. It was a fun wedding. My other kind of grouping (laughs) is me being a teacher and so in education. So, like, love the night before a snow day. Like, once it's been cold the night before and I know that I don't have to work tomorrow. Oh, for kids, too. When you're a kid and you're just sitting there at, like, 8 o'clock watching the bottom of the TV going, are we off tomorrow? Yeah, knowing the night before just is different. than Like, COVID kids are never going to know that. They're just, like, off school all the time. The excitement of, like, yes. So, like, in the last couple years, like, when we find out at, like, 8 or 9 the night before, oh, I just would, all my teacher friends would come over and we just would get smashed. I was at UK when we had the bad ice storm. It was the first time UK canceled class in, like, 
40 something years. 2000, February 2003. And they, and it like half the wow. dorms didn't have power. <laughs> like it was so bad. And they canceled Not school for the whole week. And that was a the great, rager. Right. I mean, it was that's just a, like. That's a great time to party. It never happens in college. Um, and then did that time. spring break. Spring break's great. Great, great yeah. party. We didn't yeah. say that one. And then the last day of school. Or as we like call finals. it. Adults vacation. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. But then the Can't last, go on day, spring break last day of school or finals, time to party. Oh, yeah. Um, so, all right, we'll take a quick break and then we'll be back to wrap up this uh, episode. Is hot and that old clock is moving slow, and so am I. Workday passes like molasses in wintertime, but it's July. Getting paid by the hour and older by the minute. My boss just pushed me over the limit. I'd like to call him something. I think I'll just call it a day. Pour me something tall and strong. Make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only Five o'clock somewhere. All right, we're headed down the stretch. Great, another great episode, in our opinion. Yeah, well, you know, that's all that counts. Yeah, yeah, in our mind. Uh, April nineteenth. So coming up this week is Taco Week. Uh, yeah, no, well, I mean, oh, like a citywide event. Yeah, yeah. it's like Pizza Week, Burger, Burger week. week. It's Taco Week. Crave putting it, is putting it on six dollar tacos. So all of your normal taco places, Mexican restaurants are having it, but I got a couple here that I was just Should gonna... Should a taco be $6? No, no, you get multiple. It's not um, you probably get like two. It's, yeah, it's, but... Why aren't they doing that during like, or leading up to Cinco de Mayo? You no, think, that that's a missed opportunity. Fun. You know what I mean? Don't, I get it, you don't want to do the specials on Cinco de Mayo, because that's like the big day for them business-wise, but, but yeah, you could lead higher. it right on up to that. I'm Everybody would be ramped up for... So six bucks, tacos... So I just highlight, I'm going to real quick mention a few that aren't related to the Mexican restaurants. So First Watch is doing a um, eggs, uh, Cajun chicken, chorizo, cheese. So that sounds pretty good. Huevos tacos. Yeah. (laughs) Huevos. Crank and Boom, Connor was big on this one. Ice cream one. Is the waffle cone, chocolate ice cream, sauce. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Like a Choco Taco. And yeah. From Taco yeah, oh, yeah. And Sprinkles. So Choco Taco. Jay Gumbo's is getting in on the action. Theirs wasn't like, I thought it would be more like Cajun, Cajun but it's it's just beef, chili sauce. It's just kind of basic. Uh, but then Skyline is doing a taco salad with Skyline Chili. So. Oh, I bet that's yummy. Mm. So I might get after that one because my new location, I live out by Brandon Crossing, so I might hit that one up. So Taco Week coming up. Uh, it starts uh, April 19th. I believe that's Monday. Is that right? Yeah. But let's just do this real quick. Like, like your one place to go to a taco in Lexington, where would it be? Taco or Mexican? No, just a taco. Yeah. Straight up, like, traditional taco. Oh, so I'm going to take mine first, Taco Tico. For I'm going to sure. go local taco. Okay. See, I, I, I like local taco. I eat there almost daily because yeah. I'm right next door. <laughs> I don't think of them as traditional tacos, though. But it's a taco. It's a soft taco. Yeah. It's more like shrimp and steak. and I don't know. It's just not as taco-y. It's great. I I really loved Rincon when it was around, but I like Poppy's even more across from Chesapeake. Street tacos. Yes. They got really good tacos. I haven't been there a while, but El Cid had some pretty decent tacos. Yes. El Cid does as well. On the block. 
on the okay. block. All right, sorry. Touché. No, you're good. Also on the block, the clubhouse, going into the old Pazos. Oh, yeah. You know those guys? <laughs> I do. I know Johnny the Bruce. It's uh, Ryan Foster and the Bruce Brothers, I believe. Yeah, right? the Bruce Brothers are good guys. Mm-hmm. Carrie will probably take off his shirt when they open. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> One can only hope. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, so that was released this week, so the old Pazos. I think they're looking for the summertime is when they're trying to open, I believe, is what I saw. Yeah, so I heard too. So, anyway, under renovation. Um, also coming to Lexington, we talked about this, Bucky's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. The gas station. Oh, yeah. So, based out of Texas. So, yeah. the only reason I know about it is my sister lives in San Antonio. Um, it's well, I'm sorry, in Richmond, but it's coming to central Kentucky. Are you going to drive there to get gas? I might. No, not to get gas. I might go there for Buckley's goods. Uh, oh, for <laughs> non-perishables. <laughs> when I need some salsa and some fudge, I might go down to Bucky's. But I mean, something like twelve thousand square feet, one hundred twenty pumps, unbelievable. One hundred twenty. One hundred twenty pumps. I mean, Lord. I would guess. I would guess probably forty are probably diesel. Trucks. Yeah. yeah. But one hundred twenty pumps in Richmond. Bam. That's so, nuts. Yeah. So Bucky's. Who's been? You been to Bucky's? Yeah, in Texas. Yeah, I've been to Bucky's. I have not. Okay. My sister. I, I had, like. I like sheets. They so, a ton of sheets. two or three years ago, you all know, every other year with my family, we get together, like, and we do a gift exchange. And one year we did food slash drink from where you're <coughs> from, and you had to bring stuff. So, my sister brought stuff from Bucky's. You had to bring stuff that you could travel with. Sure. So, she brought that stuff, and, like, I got, like, salsa, bock butter, candy. Like, it was really, really good. So, um couple things that we missed since we've been off for a couple weeks with sports. Baylor <coughs> won the Natty, which I was glad. I'm glad Gonzaga didn't get the undefeated season because yeah. I don't feel like they would have deserved it. The 2015 team is the best team that I've seen the last 10, 15, 20 years, and so I'm glad that they didn't overtake us. Were you glad Baylor won? Yeah, I was fine with it. I didn't really want Gonzaga <coughs> to win anyways either. Also, didn't we pick Baylor? I, I think so. We might have. I think we picked Baylor. In our Let's time. go back to the archives. Producer <laughs> Phil. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama won the Masters. I think the biggest takeaway, the Masters itself was fine, but the biggest picture, uh, the biggest takeaway was the picture of him in the airport with the green jacket. Monday over, morning. Yeah, yeah. Over the seat at 645 with the headphones on. Just waiting to take a commercial flight back to right. Japan. Who, who, okay, which is wild because they said the guy's going to end up being probably a billionaire in Japan. Probably. He's like one of Based the most on, well-known. Well, oh, yeah. I think he's like two other uh, I mean, Olympic athletes maybe or something that are more famous. Other than them. Ichiro Suzuki, name another major Japanese athlete that's known worldwide. Good. I don't know, but, I, but oh, the, the whole Osaka, thing. the tennis player, but yeah. she's The whole English American. translating thing, though, really bugs me. It's weird because he knows how to speak English. And he, I, he's hearing it because he's re- Well, he's replied to Jamin. He's facially, where he's like bodily replying, right. like nodding. He, he can or maybe understand. Maybe just doing that out of like a nice gesture to nod while he's talking. From what I've read. Me, like I told you, it reminded me of during the steroid congressional hearings. Yes. When, Sammy uh, Sosa. Sammy Sosa had the interpreter <laughs> yeah, at, forgot. at the table. Yeah, forgot. all yeah. of a sudden. It reminded. Even though he'd been like 100 ads speaking yeah. English. Yeah, right. <laughs> it made all his money that way. It's great. I, I, I guess what I what I from from what I've read, and this would make sense of Asian culture, is he didn't want, he doesn't want to make a mistake while speaking because that would be very embarrassing to him yeah. and his culture. So that's what I've heard. But because I'll send you all on Twitter, um, one of my buddies sent me 
Uh, there's a commercial with him and Tiger Woods and Rory, and they're like, um, he's teaching them English or he's teaching them words, and they're like in a classroom. It is hilarious. It is Matsuyama really? from about four or five years ago. Hmm. It, PGA put it on. It's hilarious. They said that he had a child like a year ago. I didn't know that. And like every player on the tour was like, they didn't, they didn't even know he's married. And then like he's, he married? he's married and has a child. <laughs> yeah. And a green jacket. I mean, obviously yeah. they didn't come to the Masters, his family. Right. So, I mean, he's yeah. probably just a very private person. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he's only 29. Doing a lot more than I did at 29. And the guy who looked like... Uh, uh, Happy Gilmore's caddy too. That's pretty course. funny. Yeah, 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 that's pretty good. It was pretty cool that he did win like low amateur his last year as yeah. an amateur, and ten, then ten years apart, and yeah. then won the Masters later yeah. on. That's kind of cool to see that go for full circle. We saw Tiger do that, obviously. Right. In a lot I of think that was the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the Masters, June first is your sign up to go ahead and put lottery. Okay, so listen to this. This makes me mad. So I went online last night because you have to set up your account. So it's only one address you can put. So I've moved in the last year. So the previous owner of my home, he's registered. So I can't register under my current address. You try registering under your wife? But I, it's our address. So it's not my email address, it's my physical address because they have to mail the tickets. So luckily I can use my in-laws. Yeah. But you How can't. You, you, like you entered your address and it said Right, so like it had my old address, which I was registered under, which I when I got the tickets, so I got to go to uh, 2019 when Tiger won, and so that one was fine. And then this year when I went to switch it, I put in my current, and they said, "Sorry, someone under this address is already registered. Oh. Like contact them, whatever, whatever." But I then like I put in my in-laws, and I can do theirs, which I can, so I have my way around it, but like. I mean, that's got to be a chain effect, right? Yeah. Like, there's people, like, so I moved. That guy obviously moved. He bought someone's house. If that guy's right, it's like. The Masters is, like, so old. It doesn't surprise me at all that they haven't figured that out. No. On, like, their <laughs> app or their <laughs> website. Okay. So, they like, me, so they gave me a phone number. We just like, let women in the clubhouse, like, ten years ago. Give us a second they with these apps, out. you know? They figured it out. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so here's. <laughs> Toothful on this. There's a number I might call. We'll see. If not, I hope the guy that lived at my house gets it. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. Just awesome. just yeah, just see them. In and there. then I just go and like show it. Did, it did feel a little more normal on Sunday. I know they weren't at full capacity, but seeing fans there, like yeah, a little crowd yeah, was, noise. A little it was bit, like yeah. my boss was there on Sunday. It was a little bit. It was little, a, little did I know. A it glimmer of hope because we're watching right he now. Like guess the Coca Cola. Completely different feel than November. Yes. Yes. And we're watching so many sports with no fans, like NBA, no fans. Like anybody really wants to go to a lot of that stuff anyway. But the baseball is just so empty, and, and oh, yeah. soccer Except is still doing no fans. Day. Oh, they with the Astros. <laughs> no, not the Astros. It was I'm Rangers sorry. opening Rangers, day. Their new ballpark. Rangers, yeah. Oh, hey, we forgot the uh, back to the previous segment. We forgot the R.I.P. Uh, Deck at the old Cliffhagen baseball uh, or even, stadium. Or opening day baseball party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both of those are – that's a good party. Yeah, the Sunday at the Cliff. That's a good party. I do miss the um, Speaking of partying, and then, Eric, this is specifically for you, White Claw just released Surge. <laughs> Saw that. What do you guys feel about that? <laughs> yes, this is your wheelhouse. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, you know, I don't know what it was about, 10, 15 years ago when Four Locos came okay. out. Okay. Yeah. I feel like 
a couple of kids died from it, and yeah. we've just been like, all right, it's illegal. And then now we've been just creeping closer and closer <laughs> back, back to <laughs> Dos Locos or something. Are the seltzers know? big at the paddock? Sell a ton of seltzers. We more just got in the new more other bar or other paddock than the whole place. Really? Sells a ton of them. Yeah, there's, I mean, forty year olds drink it the same as college kids. We got the new Alani. Oh, I love White Claws. I mean, really? I, actually, I prefer High Noon because it's vodka based. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's vodka based and not malt based, so it doesn't mess with I my stomach. Rather, I'd rather that too. Um, I can't drink. The but the, they have a new one called Alani. That's actually, I think, one of the people that owns it's from Lexington. But hmm. it's essentially like a five-hour energy drink. It does like the B6 and the B12 in a seltzer. Hmm. So you're getting like What's you have my attention. You're getting like it's it's like five percent. Five. Yeah, it's like five percent. The girls like we sold out of them. We got 15 cases and we sold out of them in like two days. Just boom, gone. Um, we've got more in now. But it tastes like a, a White Claw or another seltzer, yeah. but it's got the five-hour kick to it. Got it. So, again, we are crawling back towards Four Locos. <laughs> <laughs> What's your biggest seller? Uh, number one seller in the entire bar would probably be Bud Light Bottle yeah. or Michelob Ultra. Number two would probably be Tito's if you're going to buy, go by brands and not just like well yeah, vodka. Well yeah, um, we still sell a ton of Fireball, man. Really? Oh yeah, I mean I, yeah. every week. I mean, it's the easiest go-to shot. I can't do it. It just it burns a hole in my stomach. But I, I always tell. I, I'm back on that one again. You're um, back on Jaeger. Oh yeah. Uh, not for 45 days. Not for 45 days. <laughs> 40, 43 and a half. <laughs> not that I'm counting. For those of you keep a score. <laughs> uh, we saw a lot of. We saw a lot of. Like Buffalo Trace, we saw a lot of nice. uh, Maker's Mark, like just Woodford, the big, the big. You guys uh, have a great bourbon selection. We do. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's become so hard to get that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we even. I mean, gosh, I could tell stories of the stupid things we did with expensive bourbon now. Just right. To, yeah. Because you um, had to. I remember. No, when you back in the day when you. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I remember. I remember going to a tailgate in 2007. Um, with Michael Creech over there, we've tailgated for like a decade in front of the KET building down there. Mm-hmm. And it was before the LSU game, which we didn't have a chance to win. And I stopped at oh, Shop- Shoppers Village, yeah, which is now a liquor bar and express. Yeah. Yep. And right next to the Maker's Mark, they had Maker's Mark there, like a liter for like thirty two ninety nine. They had two old Rip Van Winkle 10 years for twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. And I bought oh, both of them. And we drank half of both of them. For whatever reason, we opened the second one and then just drank half of them. We didn't just drink one and then open the second sense one. At the time. Yeah. And then we just left them on the table and went into the game. And, and they were there when we came back. Like no nobody knew, knew what I that remember, was. Now they're selling for eight hundred bucks now. Yeah, I remember Jeez. circa two thousand ten, where buddies, you know, you know, just the street where now is a real estate office, right? They walked in there on a random weekday night and they had they had. Uh, rip tenure, like uh, four ounce pour for <laughs> seven dollars. Yeah, four ounce pour. I love that too. A double. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite old hooker stories. It was, I believe, it was it was Drew Franklin's birthday. I want to say it was his thirtieth birthday. So it's been a little while. Um, we were down there, and they had a bottle of the tenure and a bottle of the twelve year that were not open. And I was talking to Mary Beth and. This, again, this is way before this was all very expensive. I feel bad about it now other than the fact that I always 
try to throw her some love whenever I tell this story. I was like, how much do you want for those? And she was like, I don't know, what do you think's fair? And I was like, 300 bucks? It was, that's fair. And she was like, for both. And she was like, how about $100 each, but you have to drink them here. And I was like, pour the 10-year out in the shot glasses, <laughs> pour the 12-year out on the rocks. So literally, just of course, Drew had a giant entourage. We literally took a shot of 10-year and then a drink of 12-year and then literally left went somewhere else the rest of the night and it was just kind of like oh remember when we killed those two bottles of pappy in like 10 minutes and then went down to mccarthy's and had car bombs like that's fun <laughs> for awesome. me we did that's that fun for me. at the hyatt bar like as recently as like seven years ago yeah but you can't do it now no. unfortunately i you know i get a pretty good allocation because we move a lot of bourbon and yeah. with the packaging license we're allowed to sell it by the bottle so that gets your allocations higher when you're just going through volume and the amount of stuff that I get now is just sad because, it, you know, it's, it's getting hoarded everywhere. And well, and, and you've experienced this firsthand in the last two years. The, the asshole bourbon traders in this state are just probably the worst people in the world. Uh, they're <laughs> – Yeah. And they yeah. Want, they is that want, a Let's Go Deeper episode? Yeah, probably. But, I mean, like you were always – like you had people who don't ever come to the paddock coming try to – buy bottles for me and, and trying to out, and trying right? to offer like half the price that we're selling like imagine walking into walmart and telling them you're going to give them half the price of a tv that they have there <laughs> especially yeah. when it was really like and, and listen for every bad customer there's 10 great customers but you know we're, we were shut down because of covid and people were coming in there trying to fire Barter. sale right. our stuff and i'm just like i hope you have a job right now <laughs> because yeah. this sucks and you're in here offering me, you know, this right. kind of stuff. It, you know, like I said, for every customer like that, there's ten great ones that come in. And there's four in this room that come in and buy <laughs> buy bourbon or just glad to have it. You should drink it. You should buy bourbon and drink it. You should never put it in a closet in a box with the lid shut oh. and hope it's more valuable one day. Because the reality is, is it may be or it may not be that all the bourbon companies are ramping up production like we've never seen before. Oh yeah, and so. Yeah, sure. A a twenty eight bottle of Pappy Fifteen is going to be worth more in the future, but I'd just drink it. <laughs> or you know, we have a good friend. Or give it to friends. He's really into it, but he'll buy three bottles, drink one. Sure. Give one, save one. Sure. Yeah. And oh, and, so and it's it's I'm not I'm not talking about somebody that's like oh I'm gonna get this bottle I'm gonna save it for a special occasion down the road. That's I'm talking about the hoarders save that it buy it all up, box it up, and then stick it in a closet, and then hope to make the double their money or closed. whatever. Yeah. And, and it, that that's ruining the, the bourbon market because we're having to charge more for things because they're allocated, not because we're paying more. Right. So like Weller 12, for instance, and I can't give you the exact price because we're not really supposed to talk about it, but Weller 12 is about a $30 bottle for me. Right. At a $30 bottle, I can charge 7 or $8 a pour if I have an unlimited amount of that item. You don't. I don't. And so we have to charge more for that. So if, hypothetically, people didn't hoard bourbon and it was readily available, the consumer gets great stuff at a great price. Well, at a reasonable, like, yeah. That's why Tito's is not very expensive because they have an endless amount of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So hopefully Buffalo Trace, I know, is ramping stuff up. Yep. Beam and Suntory and Maker's Mark are all ramping stuff up. Um, at some point in time, hopefully, like, 
Weller 107, Weller 12, all that kind of stuff is just available again because then the prices will go back to where they should be. And the people that are, I shouldn't say losing because they are, they are making money, but the, the guys that are getting screwed the most are the distillers yeah. because they haven't raised their prices yet. They're still selling Pappy 23 for 145 bucks. It's everybody else that's just gouging people down the road. And listen, I've made plenty of money off of selling expensive bourbon, so I probably sound very hypocritical. But in theory, it would be nice to have those prices come yeah. back down so that everyone can drink good bourbon and not seltzers. One last question to end on. <laughs> you, is the touch tune machine, is that a love-hate relationship? Yes. I've seen <laughs> bars that post like tape stuff on there like, if you play this, this, or this, we will skip it. Um, there are times that we pause the jukebox and play sure. our own music because... Or, or you have band, or uh, singing, sure. not really bands. I have 64 West. I, I like... Hell, we've had Jordan English yeah. play. Yeah, that. no, but I'm saying... Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, yeah, but it's... Yeah, go ahead. I love it because it allows people to kind of create their own mood. Unfortunately, in society, not everybody is skilled at creating their own mood. Uh, we are very good we're curators. Very, and, so, yeah, um, and so... Uh, <laughs> but you've got us like playing stuff, and then you've got the guy playing pool in the back who like, sure. wants to listen to Nine Inch Nails or something. You know? Sure. So. And, and so... Well, like, this is one of the favorite concerts. <laughs> that was a great concert, actually. <laughs> um, we kind of try to control not the type of music that's played, but just kind of the vibe. If sure. Nobody wants to listen to, I say this as an example all the time because they're very polar opposite. Nobody wants to listen to 10 Dave Matthews songs in a row and no one wants to listen to 10 Drake songs in a row. Correct. Like, Fair. stop playing the whole that. album. Yep. Play some Tom Petty, play 50 Cent, play whatever you want, Richard mix Dunn. it up, play 80s music, play whatever. Yeah. Play some techno, I don't know. But, like, just keep it light and keep it fun. You start playing real aggressive rock music or real aggressive rap music, we might Kills hop it. in there every once in a while and just be like, all right, cool, like, you're going to hear your song, but, like, in an hour. Yeah. We don't ever... money off it? We do. Uh, especially, ironically, especially when people play bad music. Because when someone plays bad music, somebody else doesn't like it, and they right. want to play good music, so they, they go back and they're forth skipping. They're going to jump you, yeah. So they're skipping back and forth, and they're paying double. So oh, yeah, I mean, it's a pro and a con. The, I've spent I've spent we'll a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> we actually have we actually have two set up. When when I bought the other bar, yeah. mm -hmm. when I bought the other bar, we talked about just having one jukebox for continuity. But I like uh, having two uh, because we yep. can have two entirely yep. different vibes. So the other paddock jukebox plays in the other paddock and then the front patios, okay. Okay. and then the paddock jukebox plays inside the paddock and the back patio. Oh, so you can kind of like it's funny how the yeah, crowds yeah. will kind of just separate themselves yeah, yeah. into what music they like to listen to well, yeah. on also, their own. The best thing that they ever did was when you didn't have to like you used to have to pay specifically for that jukebox. Now sure. when they when they went to Universal Credits, that was the best thing that Touchstones ever did. Where they pay quite a bit of money for the licensing for that. Yeah, but, yeah. But you know, I'm talking like so like if I had gone to the paddock and I bought paddock credits for Touchstones, I couldn't use them. Anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. The fact they went universal, that was awesome. But oh, because I'd always have like 90 plays at Rosebuds. Like, darn right, it. Yeah. Now I got to go back down to Rosebuds <laughs> exactly. to play these. <laughs> I yeah. love Rosebuds, but you know what I mean? I'm just right. not there that much. Yeah. So let's do this. 
Let's go have some good bourbon at the paddock and run the jukebox. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Is that what should we do? Should be a good All right. tonight. Eric, thanks for joining us. This was a fun episode. I know we went a little long, but it was worth it. So, boys, until next time, let's get to, let's it. Get to it. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. And this is my time. Yeah.